With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Get ready to pull your big girl panties up on The Big Girl Panty Show with your hosts, Michelle Big Body Catino and Stephanie Big Sexy Atkins. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on my Big Girl Panty Show. To my beloved co-host, Stephanie Atkins, may you continue to rest in peace and know that you will live in our hearts and our memories forever, sis. We love you. Be sure to keep up with everything happening in my big body world and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Michelle Catino. Now, today we have a very, 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 even though I hate the word very, but a very, very, very (laughs) special show. (laughs) (laughs) It's our Hot Topic special where we have a relevant and honest discussion about real-life issues. And what's even more exciting is I'm having this Hot Topic conversation with two very special women whom I appreciate, I adore, I respect so much, Iris Brown and Aisha Williams. Welcome to the the show, ladies. Hey, girl. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) Aisha, you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. Iris, you ready? Oh, you know, I stay ready. (laughs) All right now. (laughs) So our first topic is the fact that Santoya Brown was granted clemency. Now, I'm going to give everyone some background on this young lady and educate you on her case to understand why her clemency is such a huge deal. Then we could talk. So... Santoya Denise Brown had an unstable upbringing due to her biological mother. Um, her biological mother's name is Georgina Mitchell, and she suffered from mental illness. And after, like months after she had Santoya, she became a crackhead and a prostitute who was in and out of jail. So this led to Santoya being physically and sexually abused throughout her young life, and that's how she fell prey to Cut, her pimp, at 16. So on August 5th, 2004, 16-year-old Santoya was living in the in-town suites hotel with Cut, who had basically kidnapped her for three weeks. He was a drug dealer who raped and sexually abused Santoya. He exploited her as a teenage prostitute. Then he sent her onto the streets that night by herself to earn him more money. And just as a sidebar, that same pimp, whose real name was Garyon L. McLaughlin, also known as Cutthroat or Cut, died on March 30th, 2005. He was shot and killed at the age of 24. Now, back to that fateful night. Johnny Mitchell Allen picked Santoya up that night and took her back to his house, where they agreed he'd pay her $150 for sex. Santoya stated while in bed together, Johnny was menacing, and she was afraid when he reached on the side of the bed, and so she shot him because she feared for her life and thought he was reaching for a gun of his own. But forensics showed that Johnny was laying with his hands underneath his head, it made the prosecution's argument credible that it was actually a homicide motivated by Centoya's intent to rob Johnny. So Centoya was found guilty of first-degree murder, felony murder, and aggravated robbery, and sentenced to 51 years to life in prison at the age of 16. 
So on January 7, 2019, Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam commuted Centoria Brown's sentence of life in prison to an August 7, 2019 release, plus 10 years of supervised parole after she has already served 15 years in prison. And Haslam said that imposing a life sentence on a juvenile that would require her to serve at least one year before even being eligible for parole consideration is too harsh. So, Iris, your thoughts? I, I, I agree. I think that um, sentencing uh, teenagers to life in prison is very harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their mind is not developed. Now, I'm not excusing mm-hmm. them for their crimes. I think that they do need to, um, you know, have consequences for their crime. But I think with those consequences, there needs to be rehabilitation as well. And I think that many of them can be rehabilitated, and there's some you're not going to, you know, the crime is so hideous that it's just not, there's no rehabilitating them. Now, with this young lady, I am glad that she received clemency because she should have never went to prison in the very first place. I think that what Mm -hmm. needed to be addressed is that the trauma that she received, the reasoning behind, um, you know, her committing the crime, I feel, was self-defense because even though the prosecution said his hands were behind his head, that does not mean mm-hmm. that she was not experiencing a traumatic, um, you know, memory right then and there, you know. Um, he was a child predator. Um, she, let's not forget she was 16 years old. So, and he yep. was, it was rape. He was raping, he was raping her, okay. Um, and mm-hmm. I just feel as though this young lady should have been pardoned instead of getting clemency. But I'm glad that she mm-hmm. is getting clemency, but I think she needed to be pardoned because with this clemency, she still is going to be on probation for 10, you know, for yep. 10 years. 10 years. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think what needs to be, and I hope that, you know, she's getting out, but I hope that she continues or someone will give her the help that she needs to address all the trauma that she has experienced in her life, okay? It just shouldn't end at her being released. Her trauma, her traumatic mm-hmm. experience needs to be addressed. Her mental health needs to be addressed. Um, you know, just don't say she's out, fine, well, you know, we wish you well. It should not stop at that. She's going to need serious, um, you know, counseling, yeah. therapy, and all of that to address all the traumatic issues in her life. And she's been used and abused since she's a little girl, you know. Yes, yeah, she was. And that's a lot mm-hmm. of trauma. You know, and I think people don't really understand the effects that trauma can have on someone's life. You know, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So, and that's that's what I'm hoping yeah, just, for her. But I really wish that she had been pardoned. Yeah, because I think that she really deserves. Yep, and to piggyback off what you said, like even with the trauma, and you know, she was saying that before she even went to prison, she was only 16 years old. She had sex with over mm-hmm. 30 people, and that included mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. boys, men girls, women, you know, prostitutes, and even relatives of hers. So it's not even that she was mm-hmm. having sex. Like, I mean, you were really, really being abused. You know, you're a child. Right. Exactly. You don't have the capacity exactly. to even say yes to sex. That's for right. statutory you rape, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, exactly. I, I, Aisha, what do you think about the whole situation and, you know, her whole sentence well, and tendency and everything? I have mixed emotions. Um, because I do think that she should have been pardoned. I think that, you know, uh, society in general has a hard time believing black girls. 
and seeing their innocent mm-hmm. and youth. 16 years mm-hmm. old and what she's been through, like just to even take it, even if this was just the very first time that she was being pimped mm-hmm. out and it ended this way. Like you said, this is rape, trauma. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. that goes into it. They could care less about her upbringing because, you know, to them, they think that we're overly sexualized, we're already adults, mm-hmm. and they, mm-hmm. they talk yep. all of that out of the window. So I'm just like, you are negating this, the, her whole experience. And then, you know, she still she still got to do another seven, eight months, which is absolutely ridiculous. You've acknowledged uh-huh. that this is harsh. But just to be sure, we need seven months to prep. No, you don't. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the third thing that also concerns me is parole. I'm not familiar with parole, but what I do know from a few people that I know that's been parolees, that is a slippery, mm-hmm. tricky slope. That yeah, you know, while she's out getting help, whether it's the check-ins, whether it's they decided, because, I, listen, I don't know what goes on in Tennessee, and I don't want to bash the state, but I feel like one, two, three bad traffic stops, can she can land back in jail. Like, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. feel like it's, you know, you set up little minefields and asking her to race through it, you know, for 10 exactly. years. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, because this is not like to say, you know, oh, it's 10 years and we can't catch you on prostitution. It's 10 years of checking in. It's 10 years of exactly. you know, the random drug testing, you know, all mm-hmm. kinds of things. And so mm-hmm. while her development might have made it, well, I'm sure, was arrested, um, there's things that she's going to learn and go through that, other teens have the ability of learning and going through. I, I just mm-hmm. feel like, you know, whether it's the one time she decides she was not saying the one time, but maybe the one time she, I don't know, go to Colorado and tries marijuana, and then there's a random drug testing. Like, it's just, so there I have these feelings. Okay. I think that they should mm-hmm. have pardoned her. Uh, she mm-hmm. should have never mm-hmm. been there. Um, but mm-hmm. if that's the case, then I'm like, put a period and let her start a brand new life. This whole you need seven Thank months you. to prepare and then parole for another 10 years. That's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. then it, it mm-hmm. also sadly just shines the light to say, you know, she represents one of, I'm certain, of another 300 plus mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Little yeah. black girls that are full grown bodied women behind bars mm-hmm. for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I agree. I look at it that. You know, this young lady, what is, you know, what, what is her support system going to look like? It can't uh, just be mm-hmm. her parole officer. It just can't be her parole officer. And I also feel, you know, what uh, Aisha said, that, um, you know, she, to me, I think she's being treated like a criminal, and that I don't feel she's a criminal. I just don't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, because of her past and what has happened to her, she's not a criminal. So we need, I want to know what her support system is going to look like. What are they going to offer her once they release her? You know, she needs yeah. a, series of, a series of mental health um, people to work with her, you know, mm-hmm. to address all of that trauma, even the trauma she received from being incarcerated. Incarcerated. Okay. You know, yep. you know she's and it's like, I think. For this small fifteen years, you know, and I I think that everybody's mm-hmm. looking at it like it's a it's a huge, you know, success story, and it's like a a big win. And it's not that it's not a big win, but again, clemency is mm-hmm. not a pardon. You know, clemency right. still tells exactly. you that I I still have you by the balls. No matter what you do, I'm looking at you, I'm uh-huh. watching you, and I'm exactly. waiting for you to make exactly. a mistake. You know, so 
it's like mm-hmm. I think they're setting her up for failure, honestly. Yeah. I think this clinic exactly. is just they want to look good in the eyes of everybody because the story became a big topic. You know, it brought mm-hmm. eyes on the state. It made everybody pay attention. And then they put in her on parole as well because they're like, you know what, I'm going to make you, you, you know, you do this whole sentence one way or another. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like whether whether you're in behind bars, incarcerated and can't do much, you're on the street now for 10 years on parole. You still can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You're still in prison. You know, you still have to mm-hmm. live this model life where you can only do such and such and you have to still check in. And you, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's like another form of imprisonment. I don't understand right, why. Exactly. Like you both said, like they just couldn't just pardon her. Why couldn't she be pardoned? Mm-hmm. She was 16 years mm-hmm. old when she committed this crime. It's a crime against somebody who sexually abused her. Well, they didn't have sex. They actually did not have sex, but w- would have sexually abused her. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And he is exactly. a person. So at the end of the day, exactly. you know, her mindset was she had to get back to cut and she couldn't come back empty handed. And if this okay. man did something to her, or if this man, you know, shirked and didn't give her the money that he promised her, anything could have happened. So she was going to guarantee exactly. that she was going to get back to cut with the money in her pocket before he beat her down again or killed her. And you know, that, and, a, and, and that part too, and then also the act itself. This girl, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care how many times, how many times she has, you know, he, she has to had to, you know, uh, she was forced into prostitution. It's this one time. That probably did yes. for her, you know. This yep. person is going to rape me, you know, because it is rape. Mm-hmm. I don't care. There's no other way to look at it. That's exactly what it is. Definitely, you know. So this time right here, she just couldn't take it anymore, you know. On mm-hmm. top of all, like what you just said, she has man in her pit. If she doesn't bring enough money, what is he going to do? You know, so many things going through her mind, you know. Survival. So, mm-hmm. Survival. Right there, mm-hmm. you go. That's exactly what it is. Survival. You know, um, and I just want, and I just go back to saying that I just I hope there's a support system in place for her because evidently she doesn't have family. You know, biological no. family. Well, the, you know, no, the family that she has is is not great. And even in saying mm-hmm. that, like I recommend everyone take an hour out of their day, go to mm-hmm. YouTube and watch her documentary. It's produced, filmed, mm-hmm. and directed by Daniel Berman, and it's called. Me Facing Life, Centoya's Story. And I mm-hmm. promise you, you won't regret it. It's this little girl who's going over everything. And it's not told by other people. This is being told by her. Mm-hmm. Told and by she's her. telling her mm-hmm. story. And I mean, to just as... It is. It is. You know, it I, is. I watched it. It, 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 it's it like, is very hard. It, mm-hmm. it is. It got under my skin. And I just couldn't believe because she was this little itty-bitty thing. And she's talking about everything that she had that happened to her so matter-of-factly. Like, it was like mm-hmm. it didn't happen to her. You know, it was like an out-of-body experience. She's talking about somebody mm-hmm. else, but it actually happened to her. And to see how hard, you know, it made her heart and how, like, distrustful she was and just, like, she she decided to trust in the wrong people. And even when they were showing that she was being interrogated by the detectives, she gave a full confession to them, and she didn't even have any legal representation. You know, she believed everything mm-hmm. that they said to her that we'll, mm-hmm. we'll help you, we'll speak to the, you know, speak to them and we'll make sure that your sentence is lighter and everything like that. You know, tell us what you need to tell us now because you won't have a time, you know, chance to us later. And it's like they're lying to her and she's eating it up. Why? Because she's 16. Mm-hmm. Right. And she doesn't know any better. But again, but again, they don't, they lack, they lack compassion. All because the mm-hmm. skin is brown. And it's just ridiculous. 
It's true. Uh-huh. And that is very true. That is very true. So, you know, I'm I'm really praying for this young lady. Um, you know, like I said, she shouldn't have never it should have never happened. She should have never been incarcerated. She should have never been in prison. So I'm just hoping, mm-hmm. you know, for a success story with her because, as we stated before, I just see it as a setup. And it's not that, you know, she doesn't want to do good. It's just that, you know, mm-hmm. her, sometimes your traumatic experience yeah, you the know, situation can just... so many different ways, so many different forms, you know, if it's not treated. Yeah. You know, if your trauma is not treated, it's going to show up in many different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. Yeah. But, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see. Mm-hmm. You said we're glad? Oh, I said, you know, we're glad that she's um, she received clemency, but I think that she deserved more. She deserved to be pardoned, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it is a, you know, I, I don't like those we can take when what we will take what we get type things. I I I have an issue yeah. with that and I have a problem with that because why do we always have to take what we can get when we can do mm-hmm. better? When better can be done, you know. Girl. It's so true. <laughs> and I, I, I'm waiting for August to come to see, you know, what are they going to do exactly? Like when August seventh comes, are we going to get these big news conferences again and all this? You know, all these celebrities right back, you know, fighting for her and everything like that. Are they going to fight for her to get some type of help? Are they going to mm-hmm. be in her corner for support? You know, like, what, what's everybody going to do then? Like, you fought to get her out. But now that you got her out, per se, because she's not really out, you know, once right. you get her this clemency and she's released, like, what are you going to do from there on in? Ten more years and she's exactly. going to need your support. So what are you going to do? Who's going to step up? Who's going to take care of her, you know? Or is she just going to be, like you said, Iris, thrown to the wolves? Mhm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do. I mean, I do hope that. I mean, I mean, in addition to the state, um, the type of wraparound services that they do often provide. I, I hope that she has a few compassionate, loving people. Meaning, like, whether it's a familial bond or a friendship mm-hmm. that has developed over mm-hmm. the years. That, you know, maybe another success story for a woman who maybe shared, you know, was in the same prison that was just like, okay, so listen, I'm currently working the system, meaning, you know, um, I am adhering to the parole guidelines, I'm doing these type of things, and, you know, I go to these support groups or something, someone that she can trust to that kind of at least mm-hmm. show her that, you know what, okay, mm-hmm. like you met, you, mm-hmm. you survived on the inside and you can survive on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. because right. whether, you know, but, you know, whether it's, whether it's somebody, you know, gave her a job and, you know, all those type of things, it still comes that time when you find yourself, I say those shower moments, when you're in the shower mm-hmm. alone and you have mm-hmm. a moment to really think about your life, you know, those sorrows, those hurts, those joys, as they come up, I hope mm-hmm. that she develops a type of trust in someone who is just as compassionate and loving, um, towards her so that she can mm-hmm. unload when she's having those moments because, mm-hmm. you know, you can have all of the bells and whistles, you know, you know, your home is paid for and we've got you a job mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff, you know, but it's, it's going to take a lot more of compassion and humanity to kind of mm-hmm. actually live this new existence because, you know, mm-hmm. it's always That's an true. adjustment for someone coming home from prison for for five years, let alone fifteen. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. you know, and not exactly. including the fact that she was a 
child it's all, going in. A teenager, yeah. I'm you saying, know. like, it's, it's even a thing to teach her how to live. She was 16 years old. She doesn't know how, exactly. how to pay bills. There you go. She doesn't there know how go. to, you know, take care of a household. She doesn't know how mm-hmm. to hold down mm-hmm. a job. She doesn't know any mm-hmm. of this stuff. So it's like right. she was a baby when she went in. So she's coming out, 30, exactly. you know, 30 years old. She's a grown woman. Like, now you have to teach her how to actually live as an adult, like to live life, like mm-hmm. get up, go to work, you know, have your own rules and regulations, take care of your home, cook, mm-hmm. pay bills. And I mean, mm-hmm. there's so and much more say, that she, education that she needs. Exactly. Yeah. And I was going to say, mm-hmm. and another yeah. piece that's often forgotten about is the technology. While we've mm-hmm. been, yep. you know, have the, the blessings of being on the out and watching how technology has progressed, they are now, you know what I mean, like, now it's mm-hmm. introducing smart TVs and phones and things like that, whereas we can just pick it up because any new technology comes out, we're like, oh, we can do that now. Mm-hmm. But when you just baseline, right. mm-hmm. you know, you know what, what, at the time when she went in, what was that, flip phone era? You know, like just some very yeah. small basic things mm-hmm. that, girl, mm-hmm. yeah, let me explain to you, you need a username and password for everything. It is a lot. It is a lot. So, I mean, I, I do know that, you know, there are those, those wraparound services and some things, but, you know, I, I do think even if someone, you know, gifted her an account with $25,000 in it, it is, like you said, mm-hmm. how to manage that and how, exactly. what to do. That's right. So mm-hmm. it's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot, but I hope that, I hope and pray that uh, a circle of compassionate people surrounds mm-hmm. her. Um, and, and and provide that little extra, that loving bump we all need when times mm-hmm. get tough. Right. I think so, you know, and I it hope needs so. to be meaningful. Hopefully she'll get meaningful wraparound services, supportive yes. services. Just don't throw things at her and overwhelm her. Because, you yeah. know, and I can mm-hmm. go back to this. The first thing that needs to be done is they need she they need to treat her trauma. That's the counseling. Yeah. Yep. Because can't even function because their trauma is so deep, okay? So mm-hmm. that's the first thing that needs to happen. And give her meaningful wrap, reading, meaningful wraparound supportive services that are really going to help her. Don't just throw things at her and check off boxes that we did A, B, and C, you know? Just give them yeah. that, that's going to mean something that's really going to help her. Because I see a lot of wraparound services and, you know, supportive services and place for people. And I'm like, but this is not helping them. This is not what they need. Okay. This right. is really mm-hmm. checking boxes here. Okay. You know, let, let's assess and see what they really need, you know. Yeah. And like so. not, no two people are alike. So what, what you feel is like standard for everyone doesn't really, you know, apply to everyone. You have to look at everybody's situation individually and, you know, help them mm-hmm, individually because exactly. there's like no cookie cutter way of helping somebody. You know, everybody deals with right. depression different ways. Everybody deals with mm-hmm. trauma different ways. Everybody deals with mm-hmm. loss different ways, you know, so it, it really has to be like a cookie cutter, not a cookie cutter approach, but, you know, like a personalized approach to helping Centoya get herself mm-hmm. together and not just mm-hmm. what you usually do for everybody else, you know? Right. This is somebody who I feel that right. the system fails, you know, and uh-huh. so now we have to fix mm-hmm. it. Right. Exactly. But, again, we just we just hope the best for her, and we'll keep, you know, online, and we're going to come back in August <laughs> right. <laughs> to see right. what's happening yeah, with Centoya. You know, mm-hmm. we will definitely come back in August to see what's happening with Centoya and, you know, check up and just make sure that or hopefully to see, you know, like what we hope 
we're putting out in the atmosphere and in the universe is going to come to being, and she is going to get the help that she needs. So mm-hmm. exactly. our next topic on Hot Top mm-hmm. is uh, Jump 45. <laughs> so <laughs> this man, this man, people who every time services. every time I see his name, I see his face, I hear his voice, my blood gets to boiling. I swear mm-hmm. it gets to boiling. I have to turn off the TV. I have to switch it. I have to do something because I cannot take the ignorance. And I mean from his exactly. campaign of hate to his crooked cabinet to his revolving door of employees. And I've never <laughs> seen so many employees go in and out of the White House in the term of a president in my life. And it's not even been the full mm-hmm. term. It's only been like two years. And I mean he had right. about 100 people go come and go. And right. now he's back peddling on. I know he's back peddling on his declaring a national emergency, a national emergency for a fucking wall. Excuse my language, but for a wall. And now exactly. he's trying to say that he never said that Mexico would pay for the wall. Every and single he's thing he said in his speeches <laughs> was that Mexico, who's going to pay for it? Mexico's going to pay. Now he's like, no, I exactly. meant that indirectly. Like I, I just don't know where to begin. Because individual, he is individual one. He, he, oh I, I, I just don't know. So, 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 so what I'm going to do <laughs> is let my political expert and my very vocal guest, Iris Brown, take it on from here. <laughs> like, well, you know, Iris, I'm let's talk. Let's, let's talk 45. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's talk 45. expert, but I have a whole lot to say about him. I can't, you know. Uh-huh. Y'all know what I refer to him as. You know, I call him trash. Mm-hmm. I call him what he is because I just feel like mm-hmm. he's, just, he's garbage. You know, the whole thing is just trash and just garbage. Now, let's talk about this wall. Okay, <laughs> several times, him and his supporters on tape, mm-hmm. on video, saying that Mexico yes. is going to pay for the wall. Then he, like I say, he backtracks and says that Mexico I never said that Mexico was going to pay for the wall. They were going to write a check. They're going to indirectly pay for the wall. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. You cannot no, not. make any, another country pay for something, okay? And Mexico's mm-hmm. president already told him that we're not paying for the wall. He went into yep. a meeting with them and said, I know you're not going to pay for the wall, but can you stop saying you're not going to pay for the wall? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When your mind like really? he really came into he really came into office thinking that he could do what he wanted to do, thinking that he was mm-hmm. going to be a dictator because he had no clue what the president does. No, clue. no, he didn't. Okay, because he has and, no political you know, background whatsoever at all. He does. He doesn't even know how the gov- the government operates. He, he does he not. Know. Nope. You know, he does and, and has no and has no interest or desire to even. Scratch the Learn. Learn. Read a book. (laughs) Right. But, you know, here's the thing. He can't comprehend. No. Okay? He does not understand. He's not able to understand. You know, I always say that he's deeply stupid. And I don't say (laughs) it just to be mean. (laughs) I don't say it just to be mean. He is deeply stupid. You know know what it is, too? I will give it to his privileged background. 
Because when you have mm-hmm. a privileged background, you tend to get whatever you want, whenever you want, how you want it. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. money talks in a lot of different situations, and that's exactly what's happening with the R. Kelly situation, which we'll get to later. I don't even want to start on that. But okay. Let me bring it back to 45. Let me bring it back to 45. Mm-hmm. But, but when you live that privileged existence, and trust me, I've worked with people who live that privileged existence, you don't mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. how real life works. You don't. Mm-hmm. And then you add, and then you to add on top of that, your heart is dark. Like you, mm-hmm. you yes. do not have any empathy. Compassion. At all. Nothing. Void of empathy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And don't forget racist. He's a racist. We're not going to leave that out. Mm-hmm. He's a racist. <laughs> okay. And that's just plain and simple. He is. You know. You know, he's a racist. And we and saw that at the very beginning of his presence. No, yeah, we saw we that on the that. campaign trail. Right. But oh, you know, we, we, we knew, knew that with his we slogan. Knew, we knew. Make, a, make America great again. Great. Yeah. And when we, was the great? You know <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then not only that, we knew Central Park Five. Okay? Uh, we girl. Knew, okay? How about we knew when he didn't want to rent to people of color? We knew then. Yeah. He's always been a racist. There's nothing new. Yep. You know? I mean, and then and how the about thing him that being I a can't birther? understand. That's right. And the thing I really can't understand is why does he want this big wall in Mexico, you know, for Mexico, when that's all he has working for him in his hotels, Mexicans. Like, <laughs> who are you trying to keep out? <laughs> Your employees? I don't know, but he just wants them to work. He just wants them to work for him. He don't want the brown people coming into the United States making making a life for themselves. He just wants them the, the, the brown people to work for him and not pay them. That's what he wants to and do. And not pay them. Okay. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't want the brown people coming into the United States and making a better life than all throughout the United States. That he doesn't want that. Of course he doesn't. You know. Mm-hmm. But I keep saying, you know, and and and. and, and, and so do many others. The government shouldn't be shut down because you said, he said, that Mexico was going to pay for the wall. So why is the government yes. shut down? Okay. And then it's so I mean, bad because it's like is, you have, you have real people terrorism. out of work. You right. have this real people, people out of work. Exactly. So I'm a little and that's bit, the I'm most important. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was saying I'm a, I'm a little bit upset a little bit of a junkie. I will tune in daily to my MSNBC because um, if I'm going to pay this mm-hmm. Verizon bill, I need my news skewed. Um, so I can't get enough of it. I, I watch it. I, I can't wait to Cohen testifies on TV. I can't wait. I got popcorn ready. So mm-hmm. yes. I, I think the, the whole government shutdown, that's, I heard one of the commentators said, called it political terrorism. And it's just it like, is. So you call a meeting saying you want to negotiate. You walk in and say, so, Nancy, in 30 days, are you going to give me my wall? She was like, no. And then he leaves. Mm-hmm. That's not negotiation. Mm-hmm. You're just going to hold people's paycheck. You're going to hold a segment of the, of the electorate. Just you, We're not going to pay. So you don't get paid. Yeah. It got nothing to do we're with nothing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, you know, the thing about in his little stupid mind, because he thinks that he doesn't care about the government being government being shut down because he thinks that most government workers are Democrats, and that's the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. He does. He said that. He did. He thinks that he, he, he doesn't care. He's he yep. actually he said that, you know. And I'm gonna tell you what. That propaganda. I didn't watch his speech, 
that he gave uh, me either. his made-up crisis, because it's a made-up crisis. Me There's either. no border crisis. That's a lie. But that was propaganda, mm-hmm. okay? And I am mm-hmm. really pissed off at the network for airing that propaganda. All he did mm-hmm. was lie. So, you know, someone said, well, Iris, he is the president, so they do have to air it. No, that's a lie. No, they did not no, have they to didn't. air it. Mm-hmm. Because, because I remember when President Obama wanted to give an, a speech on immigration reform, and the network mm-hmm. told him no because it was mm-hmm. too partisan. Okay? Yeah. So don't tell me that they have to air it. No, they don't. They could have chose not to air it because they, it's, it's propaganda. And I think on that alone, he should be impeached or just lying and just spewing of propaganda. Course. You know? And it's the so thing, no, they too. Like, okay, to air it. talking about impeachment, this is like the, the, the one president that deserves to be impeached. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. try to impeach Bill Clinton. You try to impeach Bill Clinton for getting his, you know, his jollies with Monica Lewinsky. You thought that that was the biggest thing in life. Like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. he got his, you know, his stuff on her dress. I mean, like, and, and we need to impeach him. You have a man in office right now who is a dictator, who is ignorant, who's made so many enemies with, you know, our allies and other countries and everything else, who is a racist, who mm-hmm. keeps lying over and over again, who has paid off prostitutes, who is an admitted sex offender, who, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I could keep going. And everybody keeps like poo-pooed it away like it's not that big. And why? Because you don't want to admit that you're wrong. You were wrong to put him in office. We knew this. Mm-hmm. We told you this. But nobody's big <laughs> enough to say, oh, my God, we were wrong. We have to get him out of here. But, you know, I also and, think, know, but on top of being wrong, <laughs> I think that I think of the driving force really was greed. Because, yes. you know, you're sitting here going like, this man is spewing hatred, you know, on a campaign trail. Mm-hmm. He's calling political ally, you know, uh, his opponents, all kinds of names, all kind of foolishness. Yeah. And it's just like, but they figured, the Republicans figured, well, he'll be a puppet because he doesn't know. So we'll tell him what to do and mm-hmm. we'll sign off on it. That's what they thought. They were like, great, we could undo everything. We could get all the tax benefits. We can get the government out of this, that, and the third. And it was greed. Um and and so, you know, why I think they're slow to act is because they're maybe th- their pockets are being lined. I mean, the fact that, like you said, that the people who have come and gone maybe. because of political scandals and things like that, I'm just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was all it was all good until day money started getting funny. That's <laughs> so right. now, you know, you know, so it's just, ugh, he's I he exhausts me. He exhausts me. <laughs> and another thing that he. <laughs> He is making money off of the government right at our faces, okay? Because uh-huh. every time yep. he goes on his trips to his little um, resort, you hear mm-hmm. that security detail, and they have to pay yep. for that. And that money goes mm-hmm. right back in his pocket. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Uh-huh. Come on. But again, they it's think, it, they think that it's all right because they, they thought they were right. going to get a rubber stamp. That's what That's they thought. Right. Yes. And then what and they didn't realize, they were like, they was, oh, I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was, I was just like, saying, it's so funny because they were saying that, 
you know, he's trying to get $6 billion for the wall, and they were like, if this shutdown goes on for another week, I think it's seven days, then, you know, he already lost the government $6 billion. Mm-hmm. So in mm-hmm. this shutdown, you already spent the money that you should have used for the wall. You know, like, it's, and then he, he just does not think. He doesn't no. know. And then not only that, no. look at the economy. You have people out of work. They're not putting money back into the economy because they have no money to put no. back into the economy. Okay? Mm-hmm. You got to look at that also. And then, That's right. and, then, wall, and then you're talking about this wall. Okay, but you know, you don't understand how, you know, they, oh, then he put out the lie that 4,000 or 40,000 terrorists are coming through the southern border. That's a lie. Yes, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. He just puts BS out there, and it's just a Mm -hmm. lie. And that is, to me, the national, the security crisis, the national, it's him. Security crisis is him. Right. Every crisis crisis has been man-made by him. Exactly. Everything. I mean, you know, even our allies, and nobody likes him. They think he's, they think no. he's stupid. You know? Because he is. It is. Because he is. Everyone, you know? So yep. he has to, you know, I think the, just, just take down the whole administration, you know? And Definitely. I'm, I'm going to say and, this. And I'm not they will because, because piece by piece, they are going after that administration. They're finding mm-hmm. every. Mm-hmm. Bit of dirt on every single person, and that's another reason why, as of today, so many of the people that were still standing by him are being pulled into court, are being found mm-hmm. guilty of things that they said that they never did, who are finally confessing mm-hmm. to the things that they did do, and we're now finding out that there may have been some Russian collusion in the in the you know the um, presidency election mm-hmm. that there I mean, may have I, been some payments, you know. To these to these prostitutes, so that they wouldn't talk. Mm-hmm. You know, you find out all this stuff after the fact. And Amarosa, oh Lord Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we don't, we still, you we know. Still don't claim her. We we don't claim her. We we never will. Yeah, we never will. She, she was never. The, she don't even know what a cookout is. She don't said, even know what a cookout the black, is. <laughs> the Black Coalition said, "You're out of here. We don't need you. We don't want you." Thank okay? you. You know, you know. I did. I did. Like that. Chuckle when she said, "My," when she was just like, "He's hurt my people," and I, I remember the collective. We were like, "What Who? people? Who people?" Right. You're not talking right. about her bridesmaids. I guess she meant her bridesmaids when he threw him out, from, threw them all out from taking pictures. Yeah, like <laughs> those must be the people, because we are not your people, boo. Like you know, At how all. could she have stood up there with him and supported Greed. him all this, and then. Yeah, and then after the fact, it's like now you want to come out with a book talking about, oh, exactly. he called people the N-word. Boo, he done called mm-hmm. you the N-word. You know he called you the N-word. Exactly. You right, we were him. like, we're not surprised. Exactly. We're not shocked. Exactly. You, can, you know he's a racist, and you just sitting up Thank here you. with him, just proud. Tell you me know? something you, I don't know. Right. Yeah, but but I, I also want to toss in there when you were saying about, you know, the may have been Russian collusion. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we know that it was. But especially after yeah. the day after he fired um, Comey to meet with the mm-hmm. two Russian people in the White House the mm-hmm. very next yeah. day and said, I fired him. I took care of the situation. And the mm-hmm. fact that 
they don't keep the list of the guests who's coming and going. And we had to find out about yep. this meeting that the very next day through the Russian media. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, ding, 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 there's a smoking gun. And that was, what, 18 months ago? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, then, and it's and like, then I just feel like they're, they're not going to impeach him, but they're going to wait until he's out of office and they're going to go after him. I need oh, them to and I mean him. And I don't yeah, I don't, think you know, that, and I've got mixed, I've got mixed emotions on that because I, I feel like, I feel like, okay, so we, even though we know he's a nut and he's unpredictable, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, feel like we've come mm-hmm. to expect the unexpected from this nut. I don't know about mm-hmm. this whole Pence because I feel like this. I'm like, sweetie, I know that you might have played quiet, but you know something, okay? So yeah. I, I'm just like, you know how it's just like, we're going to kick him out along with you because we can't trust you. Mm-hmm. He's blatant. Yeah, I, we know well, that Trump and Junior is blatant, but we're like everybody. Yes. And all means, I really want to see. I'm tired of looking at that Sarah Sanders. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't, I yeah, I can't so look I, at her anymore. <laughs> I'm ready I for her to Pence go. Mm-hmm. Too. I want them to find something on Pence because Pence is trained. Me too. Because when he was the, he he was the governor in Indiana, let us never forget that he is the cause of an HIV breakout um, in one of his, uh, in one of the um, communities in Indiana, what? one of the counties in Indiana, because Speak on he it, kept funding Speak for on Planned it. Parenthood. Okay? <gasps> so let us not forget that. Let us not forget that he wanted um, women who had abortions or miscarriages to have funerals for the, for the babies. Let us oh, not yeah, that, that I knew. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah, he's let, crazy. Yeah, let's not forget that he hides behind his Christi- Christianity, but he's a big fraud. Okay. Yeah. He is, and he's also a big racist as well. And I yes, think, like you know, yes. I, honestly, I feel like as if he's a bigger threat than than Trump is. Yeah, I think he's a I I, I think all, that he is a big a bigger threat, and I would like. And I really would like what would be kind of cool, like a twofer, would be mm-hmm. if when they get to a point that hopefully and prayerfully they will figure out and how to get this government back running. So now we know that mm-hmm. the White House administration is kind of saying, well, you know, McConnell has not called the vote so that they can vote. The president won't sign. We'll come back. You know, yeah. they'll override him. So since he's not doing this, it would be kind of dope if folks would be, at least in Kentucky, say, you know what, we tired of McConnell, and he goes. Mm-hmm. And it'd be also cool if um, Lindsay in South Carolina, she looks like the type to retire and say, I'm done, I'm going to retire. McConnell's not going mm-hmm. without a fight. He looks like you're no. going to have to drag my cold, dead body yes. out of the Senate. Yes. But it would, just, I, it would be a it. nice little twofer. <laughs> for, it would be a nice little twofer that all of the all of those government workers in their state actually pick up the mantle and say, you know what, listen, you know, all we asked for was for the vote, and you didn't even call for it. Why are you just abdicating all of your power and authority to the nut in the White House? You know, you know why? why? Because why, Iris? They, why? they are compromised. <laughs> That's why. True. Yeah. So, they got something on them. They're compromised. On them. That's why. Yep. You know, I want them to be indicted on something. Because they're not going to retire, yeah. okay? They're not going to do nope. that. They need to not leave on their own. They need to be indicted on something. But they're compromised, and nobody's going to tell me any different. That's why they go along with everything that they say, They that, that this trash in the White House is, because they're compromised. 
anybody mm-hmm. can see that. I think it's a lot of them that are compromised. I think we're going to find I that out that. as well. You know, we're finding so out day by day on a daily basis. We're finding out something mm-hmm. new. So you're absolutely exactly. right. every day. Every day is People something new. Out. I will say. Yep. That's what kind of made me a little bit of a, a news junkie. And now, granted, it doesn't help my, 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 my brother and father are political junkies. And so this is the conversations mm-hmm. that we have. And so I'm like, like, I'm like, every day, can I, can I get a minute? Yes. You know? No. I'm like, mm-hmm. every day the is only, something. The only good news that I heard through this whole thing with this government shutdown is that they signed a bill where all of these workers will receive back pay. That's the yeah. only good thing I heard about that's this. Well, that's that. good, but they need their money now. You know, I yeah, that's I, well as yeah, I know, and that. they're supposed to get. I know, yeah, that. they should You're get right. their their back pay. They should get. They should, yeah. the government shouldn't even be shut down. You know, uh, but the so thing I is that I feel like too. as if you know he would do anything to even not even pay them the back pay. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? So any mm-hmm. I anything I that, that you can get from this man is a win. Anything that you can get that's a little piece is okay from this man because even to tell them they can get their back pay is a plus, even though they shouldn't even be out of work right now because why? Because he's throwing a hissy fit because he can't get a little wall? Like, it's it's (laughs) not remember. Here's the thing. When when the government was shut down a couple of days before because they didn't want to, you know, uh, the government had been shut down before, and they've always gotten back pay, you know. So mm-hmm. they, don't get no, he does, they don't get no milk and cookies for that. They're supposed to get their back pay, okay? But mm-hmm. what the issue is that they yeah. get their pay now. There should be no yep. reason why the government is shut down. But like, and like you say, Michelle, it's all mm-hmm. the government is shut down because this little fool is having a mm-hmm. fit because he can't get a wall that's not going to work anyway. Okay? And I've right. so many government sense. shutdowns in the presidency either. This is like government shutdown number, what, three? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, they were short, they were shorter, but this even, is a third one. Yeah, it's not even going to work. This is crazy. No, it really is. The fact I was going to say, but even I'm, I mean, in this in the small things that like what was it? I I saw, um, I think it was the FDA that put out a list of saying like foods to avoid during the government shutdown. I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> but did you all you know? see? Oh, they had it on the website, and they had to take it down. They told government workers to make it through the um, shutdown that they could um, have garage sales and walk dogs. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like he's on a bad debt episode of Oprah, and they're trying to get you to get right. Like, no, <laughs> no. Like you want me to, you want me to, you want me to come to work. I, it's, on top of that, for the people, for those that have to work. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you do realize that gas is a smooth two dollars and some odd cents right, for eighty seven right. for regular. Mm-hmm. Thank and you, you want mm-hmm. me to drive in and work and get back home? It's just it's ridiculous. I mean, it's so many that are affected by this whole situation, mm-hmm. and 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 the whole thing is that this is not like they are trying to negotiate and it breaks mm-hmm. down. No. He's just everything is a non-starter. He's for him. not trying. It's no negotiation whatsoever. He wants what he wants, how he wants it, when he wants it, and that's it. And that's the problem. It's like that's the reason why we have a shutdown because if he were willing to negotiate, this would have never went this far. We wouldn't be well, here right now. Yeah, hopefully well, he'll be, you know tire your... out like a two-year-old <laughs> and give in. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. yeah. And he's <laughs> no. not going to win this, no matter what. He's not going to get this wall paid for by us. No. It's not going to happen. No. No. Mm-mm. Because no. nobody no. wanted this wall except for you, 
and your ignorant supporters. So I feel like right. Right, if that's the case, then let your let your supporters pay for the war. Let them when they already your little GoFundMe page. I know <laughs> they little GoFundMe page. Y'all go ahead and do that. Y'all do oh, that. Yeah. Y'all pay for. <laughs> And then what's, what is also so crazy, too, I was just like, you do talk about without borders, we don't have a country. I was like, you do realize that all of our northern states borders Canada, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't see any walls mm-hmm. up there over what, like, you know, or North Dakota. I I don't think there's a wall Thank there. Thank you. Like, so, right. I mean, it's tired. I mean, honestly, uh, Miami is a port. You could just come right up into Miami. Up to, to okay. <laughs> like, like you, you putting a wall where? For what? For what? You got to put a wall uh, around and the whole to, country. And I was just like, and thanks to his uh, shutdown yesterday, the, what is it, one of the international, one of the terminals shut down because there wasn't enough shut CSA down. workers. Yes, call, because there wasn't enough like, CSA yeah, nah. They had to close. It's like, you know, I don't even Go ahead. It all goes back to, and I said it before, he has no clue how the government operates. No clue. He did not know what would come with a government shutdown. And that is how stupid he really is. He's stupid. And I I, I don't mean to be mean. He is really stupid. He doesn't. He, really he doesn't understand. He cannot comprehend when you. I mean, you are the president, and you don't even know how the government works. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. You know. Mm-hmm. And every time I think about, it, I think people actually went in these voting booths and they voted for mm-hmm. it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did that. He can't even put together a complete sentence. Okay. Mm-hmm. He rambles. No. He never knows what he's talking about. I mean, he's, yep. he's, it's, 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 it's shameful. And, you know, people say, well, you know, you hear people say, well, you know, I'm so embarrassed. I said, well, you know, I'm not taking that on. I'm not embarrassed. Cause I yeah, exactly. I'm me not embarrassed. Crew, you know, me and my crew, what, the 98% of us, we knew. People right, vote like exactly. black women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Vote well, like a I black feel like woman this, because we get it right I, I, every time. Yes, we're going to move on to a lighter subject, but right now for 45, I feel like this now for 46, we all have to come together. We are a strong force, black women, in this voting game, mm-hmm. and we prove that. We prove that. We do it every time, We do every it single every time. time. We prove it. So, I mean, we yes, have we to get do. our sisters out there. We have to get our children out there. We got to bring our men with us. We have to do everything that we can do to ensure that mm-hmm. for 46, we get these Republicans out of the White House, we get a Democrat back in here, and we make some things happen the right way. Because what he did just now in these four years, well, we ain't even four years in yet. In these two two years, I mean, it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. And it, it can't go on, you know? So we have to come strong. So I think that Within the next year or two, we really have to come together as a strong force and push it. I mean, we use social media for everything else. Mm -hmm. We need to use social media to try to make a bigger front to to make sure that something like this does not happen again, that he is not reelected because we thought it was a joke the first time. We we took that easy, like, okay, yeah, he's not going to get in there, and look what happened. Mm. We cannot let this man get elected to a second term. I'm going to take it off us. 
because you know we're not the ones that need to be trained or I know. taught how to vote. You're right. You put it, You're right. Who put him in office? Because they always right. get their own interests. Not, let us never forget that 53% of white women voted for him. Okay. Ding 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 oh, ding ding. ding. Right. Right. We knew they were going to vote for him. Sixty-eight percent or more. Yeah. We knew that. So it's not us that that, right. that, that, that that need to know how to vote. And then we also need to be mm-hmm. the people. I'm, I'm upset with the people who voted third party. I'm upset yeah. with the people that said Hillary that Hillary was just as bad as he was. Propaganda mm-hmm. fell for because that's not true. I'm upset with it's the people true. that voted for Jill. Yeah, the people, the Ber- the Bernie supporters that were so mad that he didn't win the primary that they voted for Trump mm-hmm. or they didn't vote at all. That's who I'm mad yep. Because black people, we always get blamed when something goes wrong. No, we show up. We showed up and we showed out. It won't. It oh no, out. I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. that uh, that we're to blame. Oh no, we didn't put this mm-hmm. man in here. And and none mm-hmm. of us put this man in here. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is that we have to be stronger in our, in our going out there and talking to people. We have to be stronger even with the people that we work with. I know a lot of white mm-hmm. people in my job that voted for this man. You see what I'm trying to tell you? We need mm-hmm. to be stronger mm-hmm. in what we're trying to put out there. Like if you're sitting here in my face and we're supposed to be friends and you have a respect for me, then how could you vote for this man? There needs to be some more open conversation, some more open dialogue, some more understanding, because I do not want to sit next to somebody who voted for Trump and think that, that was right to vote for him, and there's a white woman at my job who voted for him that I just have no words for. We only talk and what we need to talk. And that's Mm-hmm. No, we don't need to talk you know. because you showed me who you are. You showed me exactly Thank who you. you are when you went and voted for him. So you, you, I always tell people that anyone that I would consider a friend wouldn't vote for him anyway. And mm-hmm. if you did, we can't be friends any longer. We can't and be friends. <laughs> you know, we, Thank we can't you. be friends. And because you, you know, and I hate to, I hate to put that. In mind too. Yes, I hate to put that on race. But a lot of it has to do with race. And I'll tell you one thing, the one good thing that I did find out is that I do Mm -hmm. have a lot of, you know, non-black friends at work. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. we are very Mm -hmm. close. We've been, you know, we've been to each other's houses. We've gone out after work. We've done a lot of things. I consider them family. And when this Mm -hmm. happened, they were as much appalled as I was. They Mm -hmm. were, you like, Mm -hmm. They felt what I felt. We were on the same page. We had the same conversations. And I'm like, I am so happy that I chose right when it came to friendships. You know what I'm saying? That's Outside right. of my race. Right. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard to say that, and I hate to sound racist because I, definitely I am not. But it just felt good to know that the people that I embrace that are not the same race as me still had my best interests at heart when, the, when right. it came down to it. Mm-hmm. You, know? Well, you know, I always tell people, and I and I stand by this, and I'll stick by this, because you know I don't mind talking about race. That I will call racist is exactly if you're racist, is that that's what I'm going to call you. If it's a if something mm-hmm. is race, then that's what I'm going to call it. I've always been like that. Yes. That's always who I'm going to be. But I tell anybody, okay, you know, in order for me to consider you my friend, and your you know a white person to consider my friend. You, mm-hmm. we have to be able to discuss race. You have to be able to Always. recognize that white supremacy yeah. exists and white privilege exists. Yep. And if you can't yep. do that, then no, we cannot. Then be this isn't going to work. Period. Yeah. 
Yeah, period. And well, I have no problem with saying uh, that, and I mean that, you mm-hmm. know? And it's true. So. And I'm blessed that my white friends are able to do that with me. Mm-hmm. We can discuss race. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. discuss because white privilege. We can, right. we can discuss, you know, white supremacy, and it's fine. And they're not offended when I say things, and I'm not offended when they say things. You understand what I'm trying to and tell you? They, and they because recognize it, right. that it exists. Yes. That's the thing. And it's a diff- it it, you know, because they have their experiences, we have our experiences, and they don't try to minimize mine, and I don't try to maximize theirs. You understand what I'm trying to yeah. say? So, <laughs> it, 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 it's all good. But we're going to get I off mean, of Trump. We're going to get off of politics. We're going to go into something lighter. Oh my on to our topic number. On to our topic number three. Oh, sex rolls in 2019. <laughs> oh, baby, times are changing. <laughs> our society set of ideas about how we expect men and women to dress, behave, and present themselves is mm-hmm. done a complete 360 degree turnaround. And the lines are blurred. You hear me? Blurred. Blurred. So, yes. What I'm gonna do, blurred. What I'm gonna do? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let my sex expert. Now I tell y'all, y'all my experts because you know y'all very vocal on some certain things and some certain things y'all very vocal on. So I'm gonna let my sex and relationship guru, Aisha yeah. Williams, take it over from here. So, girl. Oh my goodness. Girl. Let us know the right way to do this thing called womanhood in 2019. We ready. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> as Iris say, a guru, um, I don't know about all of that. Um, but, but I will say that I have always been blessed to be around um, knowledgeable, assertive women who poured into me uh, the tools that I'll need to, to always, you know, keep myself worth up. Um, and to know, mm-hmm. you know, that I just can't fall for anything out here in these streets. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, things have changed. Society has changed, I would say, through the lovely, wonderful world of social media. Um, norms and constructs are being taken down uh, every day. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, things that, you know, you would clutch your pearls at, you know, it's no, it's, mm-hmm. it's no biggie. I mean, mm-hmm. there's whole mm-hmm. Instagram accounts dedicated to putting your behind up on the sink and I'm um, taking of pictures. Course. So, <laughs> um, yes. I would say, uh, so yeah, so it's just like, it, if you ever wanted to explore, uh, check things out, um, and just be a little bit more free and fluid, now is the time um, at any age, whether you, you know, uh, young or seasoned. It's never, mm-hmm. never a bad time to reinvent or, re, you know, remodel, uh, <laughs> rejuvenate your sexual identity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, embrace your sexuality. Um, however it is that you identify Know what it is that you mm-hmm. like. Practice pleasure. That's like my personal mantra that's always on my mm. vision board. Pack, okay. Practice pleasure. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> because, talk about that. What do you mean? Pra- I want to hear more about that. Practice pleasure. Uh, I want to make sure I understand that. Okay. Things I'm that listening. bring you joy. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Now, the things that, that, uh, that can run the gamut from, you know, hot buttered popcorn to 
warm bubble Hot bath. Something else. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> to full, you know, to, to full body massages and aromatherapy. But if from a sexual, from a sexual experience, if you're going mm-hmm. to do this, that whole being vulnerable. But the time you decided to get naked, the time that you started to engage in a sexy conversation with someone on the other, on the opposite end of the table with you, make it pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, mm-hmm. the mind is the biggest sex organ you got. You can, somebody can tell you some things. I'll, I'll speak from a hetero lady. Sometimes a man's voice, just the bass and the tone in his voice, you're like, you don't hear mm-hmm. anything anymore. You're like, I get my that. clothes are melting away. <laughs> uh, yeah. Practice mm-hmm. pleasure. So if so mm-hmm. if the person sitting on the other side of you, if you don't like the sound of their voice, be out. Uh, let mm-hmm. alone if they, if they if if they go to give you a massage and their hands is ashy, it's just like oh, mm-hmm. you need to be mm-hmm. moisturized, slather on. So practice mm-hmm. pleasure. Yes. On top of that, you, you yourself know what it is that you like, know what it is mm-hmm. that you want. Anything that's piquing your interest, tap into it. Take the time to explore, whether by yourself. I, y'all know I'm an advocate of self-pleasure. Yes, I am a firm believer in that. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, just going ahead and, you know, you can think clearly after that. You're like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I feel better. <laughs> I can approach you so like things. <laughs> Let me just say one thing with that, Aisha, because, you know, like, as women, we've always been taught to, you know, like, um, be a little docile, you know, like, you're not supposed to really do all that when it comes to relationships and sex. Like, our our position was in the kitchen and, you know, barefoot and pregnant, and, you know, you let him take over when it comes to the bedroom and everything like that. But I know, like, times are changing, and, like, women are becoming more assertive. And if they aren't that much more assertive, how does one become more assertive in a bedroom? Like, how do you find your voice when it comes to certain things? Because sometimes it's hard for women to say, I don't like that, I like this, you know, or mm-hmm. oh, I don't want that, I want this. So, you know, what's a, what's a tip to get these women or these men or whomever you are to, you know, find your voice, like you said, and to find your pleasure principle? Like, how do you get to that point? I would I would say I mean not only you know take an assessment you know do a pleasure timeline um, figure out what it is that you like think back onto those amazing wait moments wait a minute you made me choke a pleasure timeline what's a, what's a pleasure timeline oh <laughs> a pleasure timeline is just you know I call it those like this is your life I want you to flash back because everybody's got those moments where you like yes I want to do that again. Okay. And the no, mm-hmm. uh-uh, that was no fun. The others, what was I thinking? The others, that was kind of mediocre, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, think back on those times that you were like, yes, I want to do that again. I want you to take that, okay. that, that whatever it was, whether it was, mm-hmm. whether it was anal, whether it was vaginal, mm. whether it mm. was the, if you were like, I think I like this whole sucking toes. Yeah, like do that again. The warm kisses behind mm. your kneecaps. You like yes, yes. That I need more of. So how you be, how once you figure out what the things that it is that you like, girl, mm-hmm. read read some erotica, and you'd be amazed at the mm-hmm. things that you know you read and you're like, I think I'm excited. And you didn't even think that that excited you. Whether it was you know some far spaced out things, you know you're like I like that. Um, the things that make you tingle, 
and then what after you after you write write it down because I believe that writing down sometimes is a spell in in and of itself. Write it down mm-hmm. and okay. So and I'm just going to speak for those who let, never stepped out of that box and they live with a partner. If you write that down on a couple of sheets of paper and leave it in the bathroom, either on the hamper, mm. wherever it is across, because you know unfortunately your partner's going to be in the bathroom and when they sitting there on the yeah. throne, you leave out a note, it's like a grocery list, things you like, you know, nibble, you know, neck nibbles, um, light kisses on the breast, or just even a mm-hmm. note where you're just writing out saying all the things that it is that you do like that your partner does. They're going to read it and mm-hmm. be like, well, look at, look at, because they're going to think that you left it there. So leave it as a love note mm-hmm. and they'll read it. Pick up a sexy erotica, dog ear it, put a yellow <laughs> post-it on it. And, and, you know, and just and make, uh, highlight it because they're going to read it. Mm. And they might say, they might come out of the bathroom like, what is this? And you're like, oh, I was taking notes <laughs> and I liked it. And then you like this, huh? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes having that well, conversation. Me, go ahead. Let me ask something, okay? Now, shouldn't my partner pay attention to what I respond to? Because I don't want to have You know partners are stupid. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> your partners but don't pay attention thing, to Michelle. nothing. But here's my thing. Listen, if, you, if you're not paying attention to what I like and then you're stupid and not, and, and not taking the time to pay attention to what I like, I don't want to be bothered with that. But you now, know what? This is why marriages, this is why relationships fail. This is why marriages end in divorce. Because they're stupid, <laughs> they don't pay attention, they do not know, they do not understand. You can skywrite that MF all over, and they still ain't going to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, let's be clear. <laughs> let's, let's but you be know what I look at it as, I've always said, I'm, never, I'm not going to tell a man how to date me. And I look at it the same way. If we are, you know, we're intimate with each other, and it's so often, or whether we're off mm-hmm. or not, if you're not paying attention to what I like and how I respond, that's just mm-hmm. that's a problem for me. You know, well, that's this a problem is for me. and and I was gonna say, and it is problematic. But I would mm-hmm. I would say before 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 we pull up our big girl panties and walk out the door, it sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes extend 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 a little compassion and realize that at the same time you are working your way up into pleasure, they are working themselves up into pleasure, which means they may not really be folks, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, this is really feeling good. And they may miss the nuances of the things that it is that you like. And I'm just speaking of sexually, like in the bedroom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, you might want to bring it up. You might want to say, I, you know, when, when, when having sex from behind, back shot, uh, you know, reverse doggy style or anything like that. And you might say, oddly enough, like when you are actually rubbing up and down my back, it does something. Now that's a different mm-hmm. kind of conversation outside of the bedroom. Watch mm-hmm. what he going to do. What she going to do? Mm-hmm. Rub your back each and every time. Because now they heard it when they, they weren't in the act. When they're in mm-hmm. the act, they may not hear it. Um, so so mm-hmm. that's how you, I, I'm a firm believer of you need to, help teach the person that I, this is, I'm going to show you how to love me. I want to show you how to make, sexually please me because you might come with a whole lot of bags and tricks. And it's just like, yeah, I know that that last partner liked it like that. I don't like that. 
So you gotta mm-hmm. show, you gotta show, you gotta tell. Now, if you realize after three and four times, like I've left a sexy note during Netflix and chill, maybe I might, maybe I might tune into the porn channel and say, so when you watch porn, what's your favorite genre? That will heat up the conversation real quick. Like, oh, I, I mm-hmm. surfing for a sci-fi movie, and I'm like, no, I just kind of want to know what kind of porn you like to watch. What you know, like when you alone, because I need mm-hmm. to know if you like big booty hoes. <laughs> then I need to know. Oh, oh, that's what he likes. You know. Um. So when you, when you, when you have these kind of conversations and there's no change, then definitely be mm-hmm. out. You know, you don't have to stay there and make it work. Now, for those that are, I don't want to say trapped, but for those that are already stuck in a whole legal situation, <laughs> you know, maybe it is time to see, you know, maybe it's time to go see a a, a counselor, you know, um, someone that you well, know, to really kind of help you along those ways. Mm-hmm. Well, for those trapped individuals, do you think there's a way to teach an old dog some new tricks without making Because, you know, sometimes when you're in those situations, too, because I've heard this from married friends. I'm not married, never been, ain't, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I've heard from some, some married friends that, you know, when they go to their partner and it's like, let's try this or let's do this, he's looking at her like, or she's looking at him like, well, where the hell you heard that from? You know what I'm saying? So then it's like mm-hmm. it becomes another psychological thing because it's like, okay, we never did this before. Where are you getting all this freakiness from? You know, like, does your new girl teach you that? Does your new boy teach you that? You know, like, so how, right. you know, is there a way to introduce something into one of those type of relationships without it making it look, look like as if somebody else taught you or, you know, you're getting experience from elsewhere and it's like you like it there, so let me try it here, you know. That's a problem. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I was gonna say that's a problem. I mean, there's there's a little bit of a, a passive aggressive ways. I you know I, as as I you know make friends and my y'all know me y'all know the things I talk about. Sometimes mm-hmm. literally some of my girlfriends be like Ish, you know Ish was Ish was talking, or they might say look and they'll show look what Ish posts, look what Ish texts me, and you know that's some right. might say ooh look at this sex position I came across, and they might say so you know. <laughs> It's it's sometimes it's no fun having that rep among the male friends like oh each like you know she the whole friend well you know if that's how mm-hmm. you feel air quotes then that's how you feel but I, look my girlfriend's just like mm hmm we gonna try that tonight I said looky looky you know I did some mm-hmm. good in the world sometimes that mm-hmm. helps if they know that you've got a new girlfriend or these are the things that you and your girls laugh and talk about. Um, the other thing is, like I said, again, more communication. Um, have the conversation. Leave leave sexy things around so that you can say, you know, you might have to say, look, look at here, Earl. I was reading this book, like you know, like something simple, like when Fifty Shades of Grey was hot on the scene, and you're reading it, and you might say, mm-hmm. now I don't know if I'm into full on choking, Earl. You know that tie. Every time you wear that tie, it's so sexy, and you pull it out and say, mm-hmm. I think. You know, blindfold me. They might be like, girl, you reading that crazy book again and stuff. Be like, no, seriously, try it. Now, all I know is that Earl, no matter how old he gets, is going to try. <laughs> you know? Now, for the guys, if it is that you're working with, you know, I, you know, early, <laughs> and she's just uh-huh. like, I'm not doing none of that nasty stuff, you know, um, I really. I'm not saying I really don't know, but 
there is there are ways that he can say like, well, sweetie, I really would like to try these things. I really would like to dominate you. I really like like my need for you is a lot stronger than what you you know what you dishing out. And mm. um, women, we you know we hear it, we pick up on it. You know, we always know when there's a new mm-hmm. woman in the office because he, he's like we're like oh really, <laughs> you know we hear it. Okay. So <laughs> you actually said it one time you know, that I needed a little bit more, or I would like for you to, you know, I would like for you to get on top more. And you sitting here going, these knees are blown. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you might say, well, you know, babe, you know, like I've been looking at some positions that I think would be a little bit easier on my knees. And he's going to be like, all right, let's try it, you know? Let's try so, it. Yeah, so I just I just think that it's communication, but I, I'm with Iris in that, you know, you want your partner to pick up on these things, and if after two, three mm-hmm. times they haven't, and you, you know, it's just like, well, you know, if you, if you are that blind to my needs, and I just think that it's, you're being a little bit selfish, and I can't be with a selfish partner. Now, if you, ain't, yeah, if you don't have any ties, you can mm-hmm. decide, do you fix it, or do you leave? But if you're already in yeah. a legal situation and you can't leave as freely as you wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, you can give it the good college you know, try. But, you know, with me, what I look at, if I have a partner, I don't see anything wrong with saying, you know, I like what you did to me last night and describing what he did mm-hmm. to you. But I also want him to know that, oh, yeah, I know you like what I did because you did such and such. That's right. Okay? That's, That's right. Yes. You know? Yes. But that's, but go also give that reinforcement and be like, uh, yeah, yeah. So like I'm. So you notice mm-hmm. that, huh? And yeah. you could also say, and then give them, give them, give them a bone and be like, I also do that. You know, like when you take out the trash, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you rest my like, engine. Yeah, exactly. And I like, you know, he tell me what he did to me last night. Did you like that? Because I could tell you did. And I'm going to say, oh yeah, I love that. Can we do that again? You know that type mm-hmm. of yes. thing. Or when we going to do that? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I like. You know, let me know, like, sending me text messages. Tell me what you're going to do to me when we get home. That type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, definitely. Practice, like <laughs> I know? said, practice pleasure. Practice yeah. pleasure. Right. Whether you it's, know, I'm, I'm what? not into giving you instructions all the time. I just can't. That, that's mm-hmm. going to bore me. Well, but you see, know? here's the thing, though. <laughs> but, 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 Iris, but, Iris, I challenge you instead of, because, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but instead of thinking it, think of, thinking of it as instructions, thinking of it, think of it as sexy notes. Now, I'm giving you a little bit of a cheat sheet here, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's the sexting, whether it's the sexting, mm-hmm. like, listen, I'm all for, now, you know, I'm all for a good nude pic. Uh, but so for, for, the, for, the, for the classy folks, go on ahead and set up and do a boudoir shot and get those photos, get it professionally done. You know, I'm like, mm, these cameras are good out here. I can get some good angles with a good selfie stick. <laughs> but, you know, if you blow, send over a nice little sexy shot, okay, that's, you, done, you done said, you done gave an instruction right then and there, you know. Well, you I might text back. You, be, be, I, I think, like, also, we've been like, um, it's like it's starting to program because everybody wants like a, send, send, you know, send me a nudie, send me this. Send me. I ain't sending uh, shit. No, excuse me. <laughs> My language. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I keep slipping. But the thing is, like, everybody's always, they're so easy to send you something, you know, of their box. Like, boom, no. 
I don't care if we're in a relationship. Oh, yeah. I don't care if we didn't start and die a lot. We married. I ain't sending you a fucking thing. Why? Because. <laughs> Why? Why? There's too much. There's too what, much. What? There's too much revenge Men. porn. There's too much sharing. Yes. There's too much of everything. I, exactly. I don't want myself out there like that. Like, I made the mistake of sending this to someone. And it, it wasn't even anything. It was, it was just my breath. It was just my breath. Okay. I, I pride myself on those. You know, I think they said uh-huh. so, <laughs> so, you know, I sent my breath out, something like that. You know, uh-huh. he got into a new situation, and, you know, she saw some things, and she sent them back to me. I'm like, boo. Uh-huh. I'm I like, like that's not how electronics know. work. Yeah, I was like, first of all, I, you wasn't with him when I did that. <laughs> you know, that's right, right. And, oh, and no. Number I, two, you know. Number two, did you like him? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. Into, I mean, in this day, um, in, in you this, know, like lesson learned. Uh, well, so you know, I was gonna say, I mean, in this day, in this day and age, I mean, I I agree. Uh-huh. I, I, I believe in exercising caution. There are apps where you yes. know I, it can self destruct. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's you know you got to know who you're dealing with, and, and if not, you know, the deal with the consequences. But one right, of my favorite right. things, I have, I, have a, um, I have a T-shirt that says, um, a woman of God. And so when a guy will ask me, you know, you know what, send me a photo. And it's of me of a selfie mm-hmm. in the mirror with a T-shirt, and it says, woman of God. <laughs> They're like, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, here you go. Here's the photo. And they're like, oh, but you know, which of course is a contrast because they're like, but wait a minute, you 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 sell vibrators, and I was just like, I do. Crazy yeah. women have sex all the time. You didn't know that? <laughs> I was just like, how do you think you got here? You think Grandma Ma was, you. you know? But um, all right, she was doing yeah, her thing. Yeah, exactly. But 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 either way though, if that is not what brings you pleasure, because some people mm-hmm. like taking photos of themselves, especially you know, mm-hmm. listen. If as a natural girl on them days when my curls are popping just right, I want a photo. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. practice pleasure. If taking a picture, you know, when you took a picture and you said, you know, your boobs was out, you were like, this is they're sitting good. Practice. But yeah, yeah, it's all feeling sexy. <laughs> I know they were. I know they were, girl. <laughs> and you don't see photos. You can't be putting your. You can't take. Don't do that. Don't include the head shot. Okay. True. True. Well, okay. Now Now learning. We can have a whole other off conversation about angles, blurs, filters. Because what you cannot stand is headless horseman shots. That is not sexy. So so we will have to take that offline. You got to remember. Huh? Maybe not to you. If you send in your man a picture of. Certain parts of your body, he don't give a damn if your hair. Is, I'm sorry, he doesn't care if your hair is shown or not. Okay, but see, all right. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe the artist, the artist in me says that if it's leaked, I want people to at least be like, "Ooh, that was a good shot. The angle, the lighting, yes. like." I need it. I need it to be a full-on girl. It's a lot because you know you, you got to yeah. your house is clean, the light. But like I said, we can have a whole nother set offline conversation because my girlfriends get on me all the time. I'm like, oh no, no, get the shot, get the shot. 
Mm-hmm. And the enforcement thing is not, but you know, I mean, whether it's that, I will say, you know, maybe if you're sending a masturbation video, I mean, there's lots of things that you can do, huh. but if only, only if it works for you, if it's pleasurable mm-hmm. to you, if you feel good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel natural, then don't do it because, you know, mm-hmm. we all know what it's like to fake it. The fake mm-hmm. orgasm feels fake, sounds fake. Whether or not it's an Oscar-worthy performance, you know that it's fake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, True. I'm all about hurting his feelings. Or, you know, hurting his feelings you know and be like, <laughs> get with the program. But, you know, I, but to me, that goes back to saying that, you know, your partner or someone that you have sex with regularly, because that doesn't necessarily have to, you don't necessarily have to be in a relationship to, with someone that you have sex with often. You may decide that that relationship is not, for you, but you like to have sex with one another. But you know, um, they should <laughs> they should be able to tell when you are having an orgasm. I'm sorry, they should because that's being in tune with your body. You know, not to you know, yeah, not to get but, too personal. Um, you know, I will say this. I'm not. I don't share much, but I will share this. You know, <laughs> someone that I was involved with. You know, he could always tell when I had an orgasm. I said, well, how do you always know when I have an orgasm? He said, I can see, I can feel the change in your heartbeat. Oh, I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, wouldn't say that, but that yeah, but he can feel a change in your heartbeat. He knew. Huh? I said, he can feel a change in your heartbeat? He can feel a change in your heartbeat? Oh, yes, he's got to feel it. Yes, he's got to feel it. But, yeah, but he said, all right, right now. <laughs> I, I'll say, I will, I will say that, yes, we all want a partner that's in tune with us. But I also say that we just don't automatically give them 70% of making us feel pleasure. We are an active participant in this. You know, if I got to switch up the position to be like, yeah, yeah, this works for me, and and you'll know. They'll be like, we got to switch it up because this is more pleasurable for me. Like, everyone, Mm -hmm. I want everyone to be responsible for their own orgasm because you Mm -hmm. are with someone else. They are there with you. They can, they're, they're, they bring assistance. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. you, like I'll say for, for the majority of women, we are in our heads. Our mind takes mm-hmm. us there. Before we, we start taking our clothes yes. off, we are seventy percent okay. I'm seven. I only need this extra thirty percent to give me this good orgasm. And so, with that thirty mm-hmm. percent, you know, that's a team sport. That that's that that might might be a little bit more on you one day, a little bit more on them one day. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. but it's not solely up to our partner. We've gotta we've gotta work at it. It's a sex is a team sport. Some might say a group sport, uh, but it's definitely not. It's definitely not one person dependent on them because the other side of it is is that if we are the apparatus that person is having, if we're helping that person gain pleasure, you know, we're, I don't want to feel like I'm in a one man band and I'm doing everything, you know, that I'm mm-hmm. doing like. So that you can experience your orgasm. I'm like, listen, partner, you got to help me out here. I don't know what you need to think mm-hmm, about. True. I don't know what, what you need. Do you need some more moans? What, what you need? Do you need more lighting? Mm-hmm. What you need? Because that's tiring. And as many calories yeah, as it burns, it's not burning enough fast enough for me to get into mm-hmm. this bikini by summer. Mm-hmm. 
So, <laughs> and, and then and that's where I go back. To. We're not, you know, maybe I give up on people too soon, but that to me, we're not sexually <laughs> compatible. And I'm just, you know, I don't have the time or energy. You know, well, I will. I, mean, I will say. I will say before 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 you completely give up. Start out with those. Mm-hmm. Goals. Like I said, there's nothing works better than a sexy conversation. That just you know, sometimes we know that person's voice, tone, sense of their cologne. You know, it, mm-hmm. it just takes us there. Even even with people who you're like, I can't stand them anymore. Like they make me sick. And then you smell that mm-hmm. cologne, and you're like, oh, I'm a little weak again. <laughs> so um, sure. before we completely give or up, you hear yeah, I say have those sexy conversations. Sexy conversations yep. does wonders, does wonders. And it also helps with the whole confidence and empowerment that if you start leading that conversation, you know, more than likely mm-hmm. you start talking sexy to any other person, they're going to, they're going to engage. Like just what Iris they said, are. she said, now, I don't share, but I'm going to share this because mm-hmm. we were talking about it. You warmed up yep. enough. You got you loosened up enough, you know, and you decided <laughs> to engage. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Same thing. But, yeah, we, we, we'll have a conversation so, about filters and all that stuff. <laughs> all right. Now, we, we got to bring this one back for another conversation. All right. So. Yeah, because <laughs> what we going to do. I really wanted to talk what more we about do. Uh huh. I, I really want. To we, talk, we, we, I know we're not going to do that, but I really want to talk more about sexual roles. You know, sexual oh, roles in yeah in the bedroom. We we're going to bring that outside of the bedroom. You know, I, I so, think yeah. we, I just now found me some two two new co-hosts because we gonna have to do this on a monthly basis. Part two, three, and four. I'm down. I'm down. I, I think I, I just I, I just now brought y'all on as my new co-host. So everybody, I like to introduce my new co-host. Aisha Williams and Iris Brown, and we will be doing this on a monthly basis. Trust me, we will. Well, we're going to be yeah, just talking about some hot topics and some things, and we'll just bring up a different topic each time, and it'll be an hour show. We promise you. This time was two because there's some things going on. But, um, yeah, I just made that executive decision. That's it. Now, <laughs> you said that to me. I'm all for it. <laughs> we're going to move on to our topic number four, surviving R. Kelly. Mm. Now, oh, girl. I'm going to get a little serious. I'm going to get a little serious right about now because yeah, I've watched yeah. this series. It, it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Jim DeRogatis yeah. is the music critic at the Chicago Sun-Times who initially broke the story of R. Kelly all those years ago. And mm-hmm. he's been keeping a timeline, and he's been on R. Kelly for all those years since Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. And he summed it I up remember. best. Yes, he said, the saddest fact I've learned is nobody means less to our society than young black women. Nobody. Oof. Love. And I agree wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. especially after looking at my social media feed this morning and seeing many of my black brothers posting, are we finished talking about this R. Kelly distraction yet? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. what I've learned is men know how to compartmentalize issues and nothing ever happens until it happens to them. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that their daughter, that's right, mm-hmm. or their niece mm-hmm. or their sister in the home with R. Kelly, mm-hmm. it would no longer be just a distraction. And I was exactly. tempted to respond to them, you know, but I refrained because ignorance is bliss. And I learned a long mm-hmm. time ago, you cannot make a blind man see. You know what I'm saying? And that's true. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. exactly. 
So, anywho, after watching this documentary, I must admit, I'm convinced that R. Kelly or Robert Sylvester Kelly has a problem. And that problem mm-hmm. is he's a narcissist who mentally, mm-hmm. physically, and sexually abuses women. And I don't want mm-hmm. anyone to be confused on my stance. For years, young black girls have been looked at as fast or hot, hot mm-hmm. ass and less mm-hmm. innocent than other races. But I don't care what anyone right. says. I stand with my black sisters, and I believe them. Mm-hmm. And today, hey, believe black unfortunately, girl. There you go. yes, unfortunately mm-hmm. today I must also play devil's advocate. So this conversation doesn't seem completely biased to some who may still believe in his innocence. And, yep, there are some who would rather step in the name of love or bump and grind mm-hmm. instead of sympathizing mm-hmm. with these young women and their families. And that's your right, but for me, I just can't do it. So Mm-mm. let's start off with his youth, where we found out that he has an extreme case of dys- dyslexia, which renders him illiterate. You know, he can't read mm-hmm. nor write. And the fact that he was sexually assaulted by an older man, as well as an older woman who lived in his house. Now, ladies, I ask you, do you think any of this has any bearing on the man he became? And can we excuse his trans trans? Transgressions. I'm sorry. I, I'm so upset. I can't even speak. <laughs> Can we excuse his transgressions and pass them off as learned behavior? No, we cannot. Because no. not everyone, not everyone who has ever been molested as a child turn out to be child predators. They don't. Mm-hmm. So, and even this, you you can't excuse that behavior on, on any level. You you just can't. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I don't even understand how anyone can say that we have to excuse his behavior because he was molested as a child. That doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. Um, you know, like I said, not all people who have been molested turn out to be child molesters. It's true. And I also feel people want to be able to um, excuse what he did because they can't separate mm-hmm. R. Kelly them, um, from Robert. Uh, what is he the yeah, Rob, they can't do it. They cannot. And, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand how you cannot, I mean, how you, why you can't separate the two, you know? Mm-hmm. Why, I mean, you know, how you, 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 you should be able, and I'm sorry, I, I worded that wrong. I don't understand why you want to separate the two. They are all the same person, okay? I have no, I have no problem not listening to his music because each and every time mm-hmm. I listen to his music, I'm going to rem- I'm going to be reminded that he is a child predator. He is a racist. Okay. Yep. A child yep. racist. I'm going to be reminded of that. And I don't want to listen to his music. And then when you hear what his lyrics are about, how do you continue to listen to his music? I don't get, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Because, it. because they, they, they're still, you know, rewinding. I believe I can fly. So that's why. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for me, so for, for me, um, taking all into consideration, because when you hear about people who, who perpetuated heinous crimes or, and things like that, yes, you look back into it. They too have had trauma and, and unfortunate situations that happened to them. And so looking mm-hmm. at it, I'm like, okay, yes. So he, he was hurt and he was hurting others. What the difference is, is that um, the, no one stopped the crime. They helped facilitate it. Because even right. if you there want you to go. take it aside and say he, does, he didn't know any better, he's been rendered illiterate, blah, 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 
I wanted people, mm-hmm. again, around him to be like, okay, so we're, you, you have to get help because, one, for your pedophilia, we, you need to get help. We've got laws in this land. You cannot mm-hmm. have sex with children. I understand that you think that they are cute, and, and you know, and, and I get it. You know, she's got she's yeah. got double D breasts at 14 years old, and her behind is big, and you really believe that she's coming onto you and giving you the eye. But I would have liked someone around him to just be like the schools when they said he's coming back to the high schools to be like, okay, here's a yeah. deal player. You grown. Get off of, you you come back on our property again. <laughs> you come back on our property again, you're gonna be picked up. You know, so meaning he mm-hmm. has to find something else outside. You know, so my thing is this, yeah, he's sick, he needs help, he should do time because I feel like after over years he perfected his technique. You know, people mm-hmm. in the house, caged up. Like, it wasn't, like, what started out as him cruising this old high school for young tenderonies escalated. Yes. And at that point of yep. escalation, this is like, so you had a crime already here because you can't have sex with minors. And that went unchecked. Mm-hmm. No one tried to end his crime. And I'm just and like, so yeah. for all of y'all, all of y'all got to get round up, and all of y'all got to do time. Exactly. That's true. And, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm yeah. also seeing that a lot of people, thank you, they did. And I'm seeing like a lot mm-hmm. of people are up in arms because the women waited so long to speak out. And then this guy posted on social media, he was like, here's my question to you, black people. Now, listen to this. Lifetime mm. Channel and the rest of America, where is surviving Elvis Presley, surviving Jerry Lee Lewis? Surviving Woody Allen, surviving oh, Harvey Weinstein, surviving Donald Trump, surviving Ben Roethlisberger, surviving John Grissom, surviving Roy Moore, just to name a few whites. Where are their documentaries? But when it's a black person, Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, etc., the media and these networks go out of their way to paint a certain narrative about them, and black people eat it up. But when it comes to them, meaning white people, everyone is silent. Now, why is that? Ladies, your thoughts? Everyone is not silent. And I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much sick of, well, if they can get away with it, if white people can get away with it, then we should be able to get away with it too. So you, you, we need to, right. time, we need to stop, we need to stop wanting black people to get away with crimes. We just, we just need to stop. Right. Okay. Um, you know, just because, um, you know, uh, Woody Allen, Elvis Presley, and all of them. Just because they got invo- just because they got away with it, doesn't mean that R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and all that, that they should be able to get right, away with Chip. it too. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Um, yeah, they people belong in jail right along with R. Kelly and and Bill Cosby. They they, they do they do also, but just just because mm-hmm. they haven't gotten they they're, they're not in jail or you know um, people as they claim people aren't talking about it that they are but people are talking about it, mm-hmm. doesn't take away from what R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and the rest have done, okay? Yeah, right. You know, they, and they, you know what? I'm going to throw race into this real quick because you want you got to understand mm-hmm. something. We have different upbringings. We have a different moral base. When it comes to mm-hmm. non, you know, non-white people and black people or brown people or, you know, we have a different set of standards. We mm-hmm. know what's right mm-hmm. and we know what's wrong. We know what mm-hmm. our parents mm-hmm. instilled in us, 
And sometimes our white counterparts don't have that same type of upbringing. So what they mm-hmm, find is mm-hmm. okay to shove underneath the rug, we know that we're going to pull that rug back and let all of the skeletons out and let people know what the hell happens. And we want some accountability for it. So when it comes to, you know, why are these white people against why are these black people, why, you know, black people, as he said, what did he say? He said, um, you know, black people eat it up. Why we eat it up is because we know how we were raised. And we know what we were mm-hmm. told. And we are not going to let anybody take advantage of our children. Nobody. White, black, but also, and we're not, so this, I was going to say, the thing, the thing also, because I've encountered some of that, you know, kind of conversation. And I was just like, look, the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is that, one, one, we as a people, we're popular. We're a talented bunch. So, listen, that yes, means when our are. star falls, I said, when our star falls, they pile on. But get this. They like to, you know, the larger media things, they do like to push the narrative that we are overly sexualized and we're monsters and and thieves. I was Mm -hmm. just like, they push that narrative all the time. That's why we can get gangster movies and shoot them up bang bangs and, you know, not uplifting black girl and boy stories. So I was just like, so you probably had money to to fund the R. Kelly story. Um, But they don't have, Mm -hmm. I was just like, do you know if they tried to fund the money on, for um, Woody Allen? Someone would figure out a way to shut down Lifetime. Unfortunately, yes, we don't have would. that type of clout to shut it down. And, yes, we are going to tune in and see what happens because, you know, stories are only told but so often on television anyway. So, yeah, we tune in. But I was just like, true. if you want to know why those stories happen, it was just like because it was a black narrative. That's a horrific one. So they push the trauma mm-hmm. and they like to give it to us. Because the other thing that I did have issue with it, as I said, at the end of these series, I didn't see any of those PSAs that say if you are human trafficking, dial this number, sexually assaulted, dial this Mm-mm. number. I say, so you're just going to unleash this and not tell the people how to get any help? I was a little concerned mm-hmm. with that. But, yeah. Thank you. you. Know, yeah. But again, yeah. knowing that, knowing that, when they put this out, they were just sharing the information. I don't think they really yeah. care about black girl stories and how to mm-hmm. help. They they just mm-hmm. they just rolled it out, said let you watch mm-hmm. it, and maybe and maybe not. This man might get some just you know people the people might get some justice done, but you know they could care mm-hmm. less. But when you add into me that race piece and they ask why, I was just like it's the same reason why there's a film student now who's out here telling this probably wonderful story on a wonderful, I don't know, African nation, and they can't get funding for it. But if I want to talk about, you know, a Nino Brown situation, they got money. So Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. But, you know, a couple of the people that they were interviewing with, I had a problem. They interviewed, not the young ladies telling their stories, but, you know, people such as Charlemagne the God. I have an issue with him. Um, Chance the Rapper, I had an issue with the things that he said, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. that, that that was my problem with the documentary. I think it was more so of the, um, you know, not the young women telling their stories, but. Right, the not, the, not the full-on survivors. Yeah. Right, and exactly. I was going to say, you know, I was going to say society has, a, has an issue with talking about sex and the way how people are socialized, like. I feel like in the mm-hmm. whole sex conversation with boys, consent is not a conversation. That's not mm-hmm. something not to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that their opinions could be a bit skewed because they really don't deal with consent the way the way that girls and they take away the color and everything like that. Girls are told mm-hmm. easily from the jump, 
you got to dress a certain way. You got to behave a certain way. You know, watch yep. your drink. You know, all of those types of things. If you travel together, come back together. Don't leave each other. These things are taught to us as mere survival instead of telling boys, hey, so don't drug women. The victim shaming, you know, you're looking at the girls like, right. well, where yeah, were their yeah. parents and why were they mm-hmm. in, in there with him anyway? And this, that, and the other. And you got to understand that just like Centoya, these are young girls that are impressionable. Yes. And you have mm-hmm. this multi-million, multi-billion dollar superstar up here singing, and he is the epitome of black genius when it comes to our music and everybody idolizes him for that music. And, you know, we're not even talking about everything else. We're talking about his music because that's what we fell in love with R. Kelly for, his music. We didn't know him as a person. We knew his Mm -hmm. music. So you have all these girls idolizing him for what he's known for, his music, and then you get an opportunity to be with him. It's like, oh, my God, that's everybody's dream. But then you find out the, the monster behind the scenes is Robert. And everything yeah. that Robert is doing to these girls. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, 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 and so, all of the assistance that was needed to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. To, to, facil- for, to mm-hmm. facilitate it. I mean, it's all, it's all bad. It's all bad. Mm-hmm. And including the one, that I, the one that I had the most issue with was the uh, parents Demetrius. and daughter to the concert in the front oh, row. Yeah. I was like, the oh, yep. I could yep. mm-hmm. But, you know, but it's yeah. like, even but again, like... The, Oh, I was mm-hmm. just saying that you know when you add on to that, people who help facilitate it, who pluck you out of the it's crowd, true. like all of it it's is true. wrong, and and so you know you can say you know just even the whole he decided to take that whole Pied Piper thing, you know, to, yeah, you know, it's just it's just in plain sight, and all of the people, all of them are wrong. He is wrong. He is a new kind of monster. Um, and yes. and I, I just don't understand why people do have a hard time understanding and saying like, oh snap, I had no idea he was this bad, you know. And so it's just like, right. you know, I, I, and it's like, I know this is across the topic, but um, what's crazy is uh-huh. like for me, even though I knew, you know, I'm not surprised that 45 was that much of a racist. As someone who looked at The Apprentice, I had no idea to the depth of racist that he was. Now that I know, mm-hmm. I'm like. Oh my God! Like, why is it's true? Like, and I think that's the thing with R. Kelly too. Yeah, right. So, so I think it's not that hard. It's not that hard to make that switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But you know, and it's like like you we said, like forget, we cannot forget that we we cannot forget that in Chicago it was well known that he liked yeah. young girls. Yeah, you yeah. know. And it's if like, you didn't live in Chicago, what Kevin said with me is like you kept you, you said you said the thing about the Pied Piper, and he self proclaims himself the Pied Piper R and B. And it's mm-hmm. like I did my mm-hmm. own research so that I could just be like a little bit more vocal when it comes out who the Pied Piper really is. And they said that German legend says that the Pied Piper is a musician who rids Hamlin of its rats by leading them with his pipe into the river where they would where they would drown. And in revenge for not being paid, he piped the village children to a mountain where they disappear. So mm. the Pied Piper is also known as a leader whom people willingly follow, often specifically one who leads others into danger or trouble by means of elaborate false promises. And mm-hmm. that could not be true, truer because if you see like all of these stories, every single one of them 
it's like, you know, he promised me that he would help me with my music career. You know, so now why in the world would someone want to take on that name with that message if it wasn't truly them? And and I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that R. Kelly has been hiding in plain sight for years, even back to he has. Like, mm-hmm. why why weren't we... You know, why weren't we outraged when this 27-year-old man married this 15-year-old child? Like, why didn't we do more back then? And why didn't we pick up on the fact that the album title, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, and the title song, you know, about a young girl trying to seduce an older man, something that should have raised some flags. Like, why did we ignore all that? Mm-hmm. Because, it was, because it was a black girl. That's just, mm-hmm. I mean, to and, me, it's the, 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 base, the baseline of it is just like, okay, because if he was, just, you know... Talk about how much he is in love with blonde hair, blue eyed little girls. They would have been like, "So right. listen, Sony, you got to drop this dude quick. We don't know what he out here selling, but we don't like it." Yep. So and see, that's why I go back where I say I had an issue with Chance the Rapper. I don't know if anybody paid attention to what he said, but and he it, he said that he didn't believe the victims because they were black women, they were black girls, and he never saw their yep. pictures. Why do you need to see their pictures? I got the a pictures. real issue right. with him. I got a real yeah. issue with him. He, you know, for you to even say that, that that just tells me that you have no value in black women. Not for black women. None whatsoever. So they, because to they say also, they segment, they segment us. You know, like if you appear, if you look like a quote-unquote mm-hmm. hoe, then mm-hmm. you, are yep. you are in a throwaway pile mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to yep. just flat-out seeing humanity in every human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we And I don't care if you look like a hoe. At the end of the day, nobody exactly. has the right to be raped. Exactly. You know, exactly. And then he was talking, and he uh, he, were, he was talking also about their look, you know, that they were pretty or anything yeah. like that. So I, I'm going to tell you all, he needs to be canceled, period. Chance to rap yeah. against nothing. Because for you to even mm-hmm. say that, I have a real issue and a real problem with you. I don't care if you apologize or not. Just because you apologize doesn't mean I have to continue to like you or support you. I have a exactly. real problem with what he said. And then I go back because to Charlemagne the God. He, to me, he disrespects black women every chance that he gets. Okay? He On does. radio show. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And then even talking, yes, he, he does. disrespect. And then not only that, he himself had been um, accused of rape. Okay, so mm-hmm. why is he on this show now? The the woman who went, um, who did the documentary, she apologized. She said that you know I apologized. I didn't. I didn't know Treat that happened. about um, Charlemagne, and he should have told me. Mm-hmm. Well, you should have done your research, and and then you should have done your that, research. How did you not know? You don't listen to him. You don't hear him. I I'm I, mm-hmm. I don't like him at all. And I was very disappointed yep. that he was on this documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. very disappointed. And then after I heard what the rapper said, I was like, "I'm done with him. I'm done." You know, mm-hmm. and we need That's to right. learn. And we need, we need to learn when to be done with someone. Okay, it's true. And I think this I think this is, is, know, this is helping us learn. Mm-hmm. I think this is yeah. actually helping us learn because I think this is like this this documentary is opened up a lot of eyes on a lot of different subjects and the way that they we do compartmentalize, even like men do, we do put some things mm-hmm. set aside. You know, like we knew about Aaliyah and we knew about the sex tape because I saw mm-hmm. the sex tape and when I saw it, I was like, that's a baby. 
And it, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. in her mouth, you know, like, that was my comment. I saw it. I, I, that was my conversation with my sister. Like, did he pee in her mouth? You know, like, it's just like, oh, my God. But we just let it go, and I'm still loving on R. Kelly, and I'm still loving the music because I'm, for some reason, I guess also because I was young at the time, I didn't put uh-huh. two and two together. Like, oh, my God, he just raped this little girl. You know, it's mm-hmm. like my mind didn't go to right, because My mind went to they, he, we're not because that Because, sadly, sadly, that was not the conversation. Because I remember, yet we were young. Um, I will say when it was on the cover of Vibe magazine that R. Mm-hmm. Kelly yes. had, you know, married his young protege, I, oh, I yeah. knew then, I was just like, something ain't right. I don't know if who mm-hmm. is lying, but we know this mm-hmm. one. This girl is mm-hmm. young, and he's a whole grown man. So I was just like, right. mm, something shady. Um, and, but then, again, the sex tape at that time, I did not see it because, um, one, I just mm-hmm. didn't have that type of access. But I will say this much that the conversation is never, ever like, whether it's going back to Suetonia, um, it's never about um, black girls being violated. It's, mm-hmm. Yes, it's not. It's, 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 that, that's the conversation. Because even though people say, like, listen, I, I enjoy sex. I know a lot of things. I'm never surprised at people's kinks. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, it, it was, although people say, like you said, I do get why it's shocking to say, did he actually urinate in her mouth? Like, that's shocking. The conversation yeah. is that the, the, that person there was underage, and that's rape. Right. And that's not that's, the conversation. That's right. There you go. And that was that's the conversation. And we, don't, and we actually don't stuff, have those conversations. We don't have those conversations yeah, right. about we don't. That 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 people are raped. It, so we could if you're I'll say this much. Thing, that's fine. But here's the issue. That's an underage girl. A two adults. Right. Yeah. That's fine. That's an underage girl. But I want to say this also. I want to go back to the fact that how we they don't value black girls. There was a 14-year-old girl, this grown man, degrading her, and this tape is being circulated all around. Yeah, you know? yep. exactly. You know, you can buy yep. it anywhere. You can look at it anywhere. Anywhere. So if that anywhere. was a 14-year-old white girl, you wouldn't have found that tape anywhere, okay? Not so at that's all. that's how you don't value white black girls. And the Y'all thing about it is it, surviving R. Kelly is what took it off of YouTube. Because they mm-hmm. were still showing that video on YouTube up until on Survivor R. Kelly came out. You could still find that sex tape on YouTube up until the date that Survivor R. Kelly aired. I'm telling you. Oh, my It goodness. was still mm-hmm. on there. And if you even go and you just put in R. Kelly's sex tape, they took out the videos, but the images are still there. The images are right. still yeah. there. See, no respect for this girl. I mean, no value for her. You just had this tape just circling around. Buy, you could buy it anywhere on any corner. You could buy this tape. Mm-hmm. You know? That's, that's a yep. problem. It's true. I was going to say, hopefully, though, moving forward, it is sometimes having that conversation. Like like I said, the, the, the sensational things will always grab our attention first. And that's fine. Yeah. But I would say I think I think that we that we as black women help to dissect because you know it's what's crazy is having this conversation with black women who disagree with our point of view and just sort of say, Well sweetie, let's let's pull it back. Let's mm-hmm. take the sensational side about it, about that, you know it, it, the conversation is about the rape of a minor child. 
or the rape of an adult woman that, yes, she may have walked mm-hmm. into that house consensually, you know, mm-hmm. but we all mm-hmm. know situations change. And you're like, oh, snap, right. mm-hmm. not exactly what I signed up for. And now she can't right. leave. Thank you. So it's just like. Mm-hmm. That's every single relationship that you have. They show their rep. He shows his representative, his representative mm-hmm. you fall in love with. Then when the real him comes, mm-hmm. it's too late. You in love, you trapped, you don't know how to walk away. How many of us have been in relationships that's a bad relationship Girl, that we've been in for four years or two years or five years because we love them and we just want to get back to that honeymoon phase? But right. that representative mm-hmm. is never mm-hmm. coming back. Look, you know what I'm look, saying? That, now, now that's, been, that's another topic for the next time. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so I'm going to have a devil advocates moment right now. Like I told okay. you, I okay. try not to be biased, even though I am. So, Timothy and Jalen Savage, that's the parents of Joycelyn Savage, the one woman who's still with R. Kelly this day, and they keep on showing her on yes. videos, mm-hmm. and she keeps saying, like, she's okay, she's okay. So anyway, mm-hmm. they held a press conference on July 17, 2017, with one of the women on the documentary, Asante McGee. Now, her story mm-hmm. appears on Episode 6, Black Girls Matter, and the YouTube video of the press conference is now circulating because many feel that towards the end of Asante's statement, it appears that Timothy Savage is coaxing her. Like, they ask her, um, how long have you been with R. Kelly? He's like three years. And something else that she said. And then when the reporter asks her, well, how did you meet R. Kelly? Timothy steps in and he states he'll be answering questions from that point forward. And, you know, mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And then after mm-hmm. that, there's an audio tape circulating on YouTube of Asante's ex-boyfriend and her daughter. And the ex-boyfriend is actually in the video of the press conference rubbing her shoulders like to give her support. But on the tape with his, the daughter, and it's her oldest daughter, she was, she was saying, like, um, Asante's lying. And that she came and went when she wanted to, and R. Kelly was giving her expensive gifts and money. And, like, I don't know if Asante's lying or telling the truth, but I don't care if she is or not. At the end of the day, her, the validity of her story has no bearing on the others. And, you know, right, mm-hmm. exactly. exactly. I still feel like whether she was telling the whole truth or partial truth or anything, she still was with him. And mm-hmm. even though she may have gotten something out of it, because it looks like as if he's taking care of Joyce Lennon them too, he's taking them shopping, they've got that on TMZ. You know, he's doing this, he's doing that, he's giving them money, they stay in the fancy hotels and stuff. It does not negate the fact that he's probably still abusing them behind the scenes. Like in my and life. I mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's how, sadly, that's how abuse works. Lord knows we, whether, how many times you begged her, please don't go back to him, he's going to kill you. And she mm-hmm. goes back and but back and forth, back and forth. I'm leaving him back and forth, back and forth. I mean, that's yes. just unfortunately how that bad abuse cycle works. So I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like, I'm not surprised. All I can really say is just like, I pray that you know, pray for some peace, for some clarity, and and to break free. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the, you know what I mean. Like I'm like that's all I can really hope for because I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that mm-hmm. someone wants yeah. to go back. I'm not surprised when someone says, well, you know, we got something out of it and we need to keep it going. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Right. I just would like, I would just like for folks to have <laughs> another alternative. See, shown something different to say, it doesn't have to be this way, you know. Mm-hmm. That's right. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but right now, if that's how they want it, then that's how they're going to get it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and I was going to say, have you as all far as men stepping in and if giving a two cents, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not surprised at all. It's just too much. Just like, and it's like another, another, another moment that, that killed me is when they saw, they showed the picture of Dominique Gardner, and she was so beautiful, like long hair and just cute and just pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they showed that they transferred her into like a short-haired, tattooed boy toy, mm-hmm. that's what they call her. Like, and, you know, it's like, was seeing her transformation disturbing to y'all too, or is it just me? Oh, no. Oh, no. I, you know, because my thing is this. If, this. if this is how she prefers to present herself, that's one thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. We've seen it all the time. I mean, you look at the before pictures of Ellen and afterwards. It's completely different. That's right. But uh, but to to do this, this is it? no. That's that. It was disturbing. I was very shocked. I was very shocked. Mhm. So. And it just, you know, it just all, killed me. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Have you all seen? And I think something else I find to be very disturbing. It, you know, the memes that people are putting on, you know, on, on social media about the R. Kelly oh, I didn't situation. see any of I don't find any of it funny. I didn't see any of None yet. of it is funny There's to me. memes? Yeah, I haven't seen any. Oh, my gosh. I've seen some. Mm. And it's not funny. You can't make you, – everything is not funny. You can't turn this into something funny. You can't make, you can't yeah, make this funny. it's not. This is not, this is not a laughable matter. This is serious. Right, exactly. It's offensive. And, and I just think it's, yes. and it's ignorant. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, you know. And if it wasn't a Geronza or a Santi or a you know Lisa Allen, and it was a Molly or a Becky, I bet there would not be one me. <laughs> I bet there would not you. be one joke. Not one. You not know, so one. it's like we we need to be a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more vocal when it comes to these little black girls, and it's like. Even the story that they posted before, and this is off the subject, but remember when those girls was, was um, disappearing in Africa? Mm-hmm. And yes. they mm-hmm. couldn't find yes. them? It's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. This is the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Yeah. when are we going to realize that we don't, we don't matter? Exactly. We don't, not like Black Lives Matter. So the, 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 you know, Black little <laughs> girls' lives matter. Like, that. that's what matters. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like even like Andrea Kelly, when his ex-wife, when she was telling her story. And, I mean, they were married from 1996 to 2009. And she kept saying that she had no knowledge of the other girls. You're like, do you think that she did or did she find out later and it was just like too late to do anything about it because she was already in the mix of it too? How would she not like, have you... any knowledge? I don't believe that. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't believe okay. that she oh, had think, any knowledge. And I, think, and I think, yeah, I think that, I think that she knew. I think that it was just a conditioned way of this mm-hmm. abusive harem lifestyle that they lived, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, so, it, you know, um, they did not live in a, beg, a regular, you know, three-bedroom mm-hmm. town home. They lived in a spacious place mm-hmm. that they had people who lived there come and go, whether it's her side of the house, she was aware that there were other women living in the house as well as other men and of all ages and orientations living there. Mm-hmm. And this was just the way that she lived. That this was this was their own little uh not saying cult, but this is that was how she lived. And the fact that when she was mm-hmm. saying how, you know, the abuse that she had to ask to come downstairs, she knows that there's more than enough people there because it wasn't just asking him. It was all the handlers and people right. and stuff like that. So, so she was aware. Unfortunately, though, that was her reality and that was her lifestyle. Reality. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, this this audio is going to cut, but we're going to keep on going because I got some things to say. <laughs> in, the aftermath, in the aftermath of all this, you know, like, they just posted on um, Thursday uh, a story in USA Today about R. Kelly's um, daughter, Joanne Kelly, and she's now 20, and she goes, she's like a singer too, and she goes by the stage name Buku Abi. I think that's how you say it, B-U-K-U-A-B-I. Anyway, mm-hmm. she wrote that it's not the full, and this is not the full text. I just took pieces, pieces and stuff out of it because it was like, like four pages, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing all that. But she said, <laughs> I, I want you all to understand that devastated is an understatement. I pray for all the families and women who have been affected by my father's actions. Trust, I am deeply affected by all of this. However, it had been very difficult to process process it all, let alone gather all the right words to express everything I feel. It's been years since my siblings and, siblings and I have seen or have spoken to him. My mother, siblings, mm-hmm. and I would never condone, support, or be a part of anything negative he has done or continues to do in his life. Going through all mm-hmm. I have gone through in my life, I would never want anyone to feel the pain I have felt. Kelly calls her father terrible. It stated that although she's normally a private person who doesn't turn to social media to vent, she was compelled to speak out because, quote-unquote, things are starting to get out of hand. She said, the same monster you all are confronting me about is my father. I am well aware of who and what he is. I grew up in that house, she wrote. My choice not to speak on him and what he does is for my peace of mind, my emotional state, and my healing. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. What do you think this young lady's going through? Not only experiencing some of those things firsthand, but now the documentary, do- documentary has further exposed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the I, one I thing mean, she's I, not doing, she's not, you know, saying, she's not, uh, how do I put it? She's, she, it's the reality. She's not acting as if it didn't happen and blaming, yeah. victim blaming. She's not doing it, so I'll give her a prop for that. You know, and she has to be going through a lot. That's her father. To know that your father did these things, and you hear this, these women mm-hmm. speaking out about speaking out of what he has done to them. I mean, it has to be devastating for her. And through all of that, she was able to say that she's just as outraged as everyone else. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, 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 I heard that correctly. It's... I mean, that's what I got from it as well. You know. So mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I was gonna say. You know, even uh, that that was a lot um, in that I think that honorable, but I, I feel her in saying mm-hmm. that the same person that y'all are talking about, this is my father. And I say this because mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm, I often explain to people, you know, like everyone's got sometimes, it's not, it's not uncommon for a black woman to have a very uh, um, different type of relationship with her own father. Like if it's common, mm-hmm. sure. You know, whether you have to deal with the fact that your father was abusive to your mother or just neglectful or not there. So it's just like I do understand and I feel her pain in saying, like, like I got it, guys. Like, I need a minute. Please don't come at me. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole, like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to know I'm 20 years old. Like, from my point of view, yeah, when I'm I was seven baby. or eight, life was lovely. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because whether they feel mm-hmm. her or not, like, like what do you expect? What do you expect? for a 20-year-old to have known about something that clearly started well before she was born. 
and yeah. living in the, and living in a household knowing probably yeah there are lots of people here all the time. Her father travels mm-hmm. all the time. There's lots of people, so I don't I don't blame her. I think it was I think I think she didn't owe anybody any apology or anything like that. But I do get what she was saying, and then my heart goes out to her because it's Mine how do you too. reconcile the fact that this is horrible, and yet at the same time this does not jive with any of the memories that I have of my father. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and the thing is that honestly, it does job with the memories that she has with her father because she already, like she said, you know, y'all talking, but I know who this man is because I live with him. You know, yeah. it's not that she, it's not that as if she didn't see her mom going through things. It's not that mm-hmm. she herself exactly. didn't go through things. You know, he's not a part of his children's <laughs> lives, and. You know, what what struck me is, like, I've been doing, ever ever since this hit, I swear, I'm obsessed with this right now. I can't even explain how obsessed I am. And it's sick, you know, it's sick to me because I'm like, why do I want to keep finding out stuff? Why do I want to keep learning stuff? Why do I keep reading? Because I can't believe that for all these years I sat back and knew nothing. And it's like Mm -hmm. now I I need to know more. Just like how when we sit down and we want to, you know, like you turn to MSNBC and you're, yep. you're following <laughs> dump, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, the clemency thing came up with um, Centoya, and now you want to follow her story and see where she's going. And I have to look at the documentary. Like once something hits me and it resonates with me, I need to know more about mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. one of the ladies on the, um, on the series, her name was Jeronda Pace, and she's been just like everywhere. She wrote a book. She's doing a nonprofit. She's been on the reel. And she's another one of the accusers on the documentary, and she's become so vocal now, and she's been telling all kind of stuff. And, like, the most shocking of them all was that she's gone as far as to say that R. Kelly's gay. She said that she witnessed him giving fellatio to his child recruiter and gay lover, and his name is Jermaine Maxey, a.k.a. Bubba, and Bubba is on social media. And his social media tag is at Ruby Chris, at R-U-B-I-E-C-R-I-S. And she said that she herself has had sex with R. Kelly using a strap-on that he provided. Mm-hmm. And he instructed her to call her his little bit, her little bitch while she used it on him. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that, you know, she knows that R. Kelly's gay because, one, the way he treats women and the way he – is with women. You know, he just does not like women. She said he despises them. But when he's around men, he's at his happiest. And he'll do anything to, you know, be in that space with men. And, like, she oh, well, can't I'll... get off unless you're, you're doing something in, in, you know, the anal canal. Like, that's the only way he can get off because he's not going to get off any other way. Oh, yeah. No, I I would say, I, I would I would say, well, there's a couple of things. Um you know, mm-hmm. I was just like a sexual act doesn't necessarily define exactly your whole sexuality. Like I would not be not surprised that, you know, he enjoys having sex with um both men and women. Not surprised there. Mm-hmm. Um but I will say that the orientation of being happiest and more more like himself when he's in the company in the presence of men and you know, maybe not that romantically, not you know, that's that's possible. But you know, I would mm-hmm. say this much. Whether whatever sexual act it is that he wants done, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. I just could you, I need you to do uh-huh. this with people who consent 
the dead the people who are like, yes, yes, I've got a dope mm-hmm. vibrating strap that I could use. Like, I want this to be with consensual adults, you know? True. So. But you notice oh. that it's like he's he's been like getting out of the loop also because he's he's learned his lesson. He's no longer with 14, 15, 16 years old. Now he's with 17-year-old, 18-year-old, 19-year-old females who are of age that can consent mm-hmm. so that he's no longer caught up. But he's 52 years old still with an 18 or 19-year-old. Like I don't – I'm just like I'm still – Exactly. I still feel like he's being a predator. He's being a predator, but he's being a smart predator now. Uh, Oh, he's always been this quote-unquote smart predator. Like, I love how they want to say that he's illiterate, but I was just like, he ain't dumb. Because he knew all what he needed to. He can't read or write, but he ain't dumb. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, hey. Iris disconnected from us, and she was trying to get back in. Oh, okay. Let me see if she's um Yeah, she disconnected. I don't know if she can get back in. All right. Okay. But what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna stop it here because I know she okay. wants to be a part of this. And I think we're yes. gonna have a part two to this discussion. We're gonna bring this back. We're gonna bring this back sometime this week. We'll figure out a date and a time. We'll all let you know. But I just wanna say to our listeners, thank you for joining us for another segment of my big girl panty show. And we definitely will be back with this topic because it's just too much to do in one little segment, and we should let this to its own. But, Aisha, thank you for being here. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I enjoyed myself. Yes, and you'll be here every month. <laughs> and, Iris, I <laughs> yes, know you I got connected, and we'll be bringing you back. But we are going to do a part two of this R. Kelly thing because this is not the end of it at all. We have too much oh, to discuss. So. Again, thank you, everybody, for being a part of um, our conversation. You know, peace, love, and blessings from your host, Michelle Big Body Catino, and the My Big Girl Patty Show. Hope you all have an incredible day. Enjoy, loves, and we'll be back soon. Take care, Aisha. All righty. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.